WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Tuesday, February 27th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live. For your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Michigan primary today, the first swing state gets underway at 7 a.m. Central Time. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Gregory. Yeah, buddy. Tuesday. Tuesday. Primary day in America. Wow, very exciting. Very yes. exciting. They're no. also saying that they might not have the results until noon tomorrow. Why? I was thinking they would call it at 8.02 Eastern. <laughs> in all seriousness, this is really the first real test to see how the swing states might play out. Might yeah. play out. Might play out. Might play out. Yes. We got a lot of good things to get to this morning as Trump and Haley head to the, I guess they call it the Wolverine State. They also call it the Great Lake State. They've got multiple names for the state of Michigan. It's- I like to refer to it as the state that usually loses to Ohio State around Thanksgiving. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, the path and the math for Trump in the general election, assuming everything goes as planned, in the primaries. We'll get to that this morning in the big take. Also, some incredible polling numbers with Trump, with convictions, with the wall. And also, how about this? Joe Biden and Donald Trump visiting the southern border on Thursday. Same day, <laughs> although different places in different times. Yeah, I was going to say, the president's going to Brownsville, Texas, isn't he? Yes, and Trump's going to Eagle Pass. Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe they'll stop together and get a snow cone on the way down. (laughs) We shall see. We've got more fallout from Shane Gillis. We have more fallout and media malpractice from Lake and Riley, as we will get to those stories this morning. A lot of nerdy numbers, but necessary stuff in the first 35 minutes of the show, as I will explain. A cut sheet as well, and so much more. Also, Mary Poppins in the news. Yeah. How about that? In the news. In the news. Mary Poppins. Wow. I haven't heard the word Mary Poppins since 1990. (laughs) We will get to that as well. But let's get to the news right out of the gate. 6.02 on this Tuesday morning. The great Don Stensland. And good morning. Yes, 38 degrees. We'll see a beautiful sunrise today on this Tuesday, February 27th. But near record temperatures. We'll tell you about that in a moment. According to Philadelphia Police, an innocent bystander was one of the victims of a triple shooting in Philadelphia, Strawberry Mansion section, where police say at least 28 gunshots were fired, 27th in Montgomery last night. 21-year-old man sitting on the couch inside his home, minding his own business on Marston Street, shot in the leg when one of these bullets that was shot out on the street pierced through the wall 
of his home. He was rushed to Einstein Hospital where he's in stable condition. We know that from police, uh, the 25-year-old man found shot in the arm and another man, a 25-year-old shot in his arm and his leg also taken to Einstein. Police say a third victim showed up at Temple University Hospital with wounds to his leg and his mouth. And that guy is in critical condition. But they say these amazing doctors who are much like, they're much like combat war zone doctors at this point. Well, that's they, what Philadelphia is. Yeah. It's a combat war zone. So these uh, emergency department doctors are, it looks, by all accounts, they're saying that the, the, the guy in critical condition expected to survive. So a guy's sitting on his couch watching Jeopardy, and a bullet flies through a brick in his house yeah. and hits him in the arm. That's something crazy. He, that's something he probably wasn't anticipating when he woke up yesterday. <sighs> Not always sunny in Philadelphia. No. So, speaking of which, for the I believe this is for the sixth time this year in our region, we have the headline, Searching for an Escapee. Yes, Philadelphia police searching for a handcuffed prisoner who outran the officers, by the way, while escaping and escaped from a hospital in the city's Kensington section. So, he's identified as 29-year-old Aleem Borden, who was in custody for car theft, and he took off while being discharged from Episcopal Hospital. That happened Monday morning, mid-morning. So I don't think I had this story yesterday during Kale & Company. I think we had it starting you know, mid-morning yesterday. But this guy, according to police, outran those officers. He had the handcuffs on and disappeared somewhere in the 2700 block of Hancock Street. How do you, how do you outrun multiple officers while your hands are tied up? I mean, when they teach you how to run at, like, if you've ever been to, like, a, a running camp for, like, a sport to get bigger, faster, stronger, as they would say, they teach you that a lot of the speed that you build up running is by pumping your arms. Mm-hmm. And here's this guy running down the street with his hands cuffed. Yeah. And he outruns multiple officers. Well, luckily, they just so happen to have a mugshot on file of this guy. Okay. Uh, his time's limited. Multiple priors and car theft was what he was arrested for this time around which it sounds like uh, not the first time he was accused of that. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, community leaders holding that big meeting. We talked about this yesterday. So this is a Kalen Company news follow-up. This big meeting last night to see if the Jenkintown Police Department, and this is Montgomery County just outside Philadelphia, obviously, should they close the police department? So this is a small community, historic tight-knit community. They have an 11-member force, I believe 10 or full-time and it, they, this cost them half of the entire budget. So their, their uh, community leaders there, city leaders, say it's not worth it. It would be much more efficient to just contract the work out to Abington or Cheltenham Police. They've received the plans from uh, those nearby police departments, but many in the community saying, don't do it. They're not for it. They don't want to dissolve or defund the police. So as of this very moment, they are still an active operational unit? Yes. Okay. But um, but it's it's more than half of their budget, and they have a lot of rising costs. Mm. So we've got that going on. Uh, just a couple of heads up for you. There are four different bridges in Philadelphia that are, are now set to get these license plate scanners. And so this is the Delaware, Delaware River Port Authority bridges in the Philadelphia region. The Ben Franklin, Walt Whitman, Betsy Ross, Commodore Barry. 
Cameras on those bridges are going to help police locate cars in criminal investigations, as well as Amber Alerts and Homeland Security. So they'll be monitored by the New Jersey State Police. No word yet on when the cameras will be installed. So we've talked a lot about carjackings and different situations where they go for the bridge and go across to New Jersey. And we know the recent one, what was that last Friday we learned about, that was a federal investigation working with locals in which they were shipping the cars to all the way to Africa. <laughs> That's a remarkable yeah. story, shipping the cars. So, Nick, I don't know if this particular situation perhaps was in the works, but it just strikes me that they're confirming this today at just as that news broke of a major ring of thieves. Mm-hmm. So, Seems like point- a good time for them, I guess, right? Yes. And speaking of New Jersey, just some headlines for you. Andy Kim, who's taking on Governor Phil Murphy's wife, Tammy, First Lady Tammy Murphy, who they're both uh, vying for the Senate seat that left that's left vacant by, as you call him, Goldbar Bob, uh, Bob Menendez. So Andy Kim now is essentially calling, filing a lawsuit, basically saying the system is rigged. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Rigged system. Fake elections. Oh no. So those are lock my, them up. Wait, wait, wait. Those are my words. But if you look at the lawsuit, uh-huh. he's essentially saying. It's a rigged deal by the, the way, way that they're putting the ballots. By the way, this is something I won't say very often, but Andy Kim is actually right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For now on, moving forward in life, especially in radio, if I ever lose, which I don't lose in radio, so I guess I won't ever have to yeah. deal with it. But if I ever do, I'm just going to say the system's rigged. Well, yeah, the system is kind of rigged. <laughs> it is. That's fake. It's fake. We did better than we really, they told us. So he filed the suit challenging... Uh, a line, basically, in New, in the New Jersey Senate, or taking a line, if you will, in the Senate race against Tammy Murphy, saying that um, in New Jersey primaries, candidates for all races who got the county party's endorsement, they got together rather than grouping candidates who are running for that same position. So he's saying they're aligning this in favor of Tammy Murphy, essentially. Oh, boy. Oh boy. So, yeah, we got... Wow. New Jersey's the only state in the country that allows county parties to endorse a candidate and run them on a slate that then will bunch all of the endorsed candidates in various races together on the primary ballot. <laughs> what a system. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like the teacher's patch or the faves, they get the top billing. Sure. Yeah. And well, so it yeah. might even be confusing to you. Are I you saying that- Tammy Murphy's a fave? She's a fave of fave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dawn, after uh, after Andy has made this accusation, I think as you get together with the Murphys for dinner, as, as you do every Friday, I think right. you should get Tammy on record and see what her rebuttal is. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, she's sleeping with the boss. Yeah. So, you know, what okay. am I going to... She has wink, a leg wink. up. Yeah. Oh. Or some would, say, some would say two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get moving out of here. I just want to give you the forecast really quick here. Kale and Company News Live. You're going to love the forecast this morning. The sun comes out and near record temperatures today and tomorrow. So we're in the 60s, friends. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous forecast for you today and tomorrow as far as the weather warmth. <clears throat> but it's going to be wet and warm. So that's wet. If you like it wet and warm, good yeah. for you. If you've done any early planting or that sort of thing, we're looking to pound it. You can, oh and then wow. do six, like a dry rub. That was from a cooking already. segment. Yeah, cooking 11. segment. No dry rub when it rains. We're already. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
64 today and tomorrow 65. <laughs> the rain moves in this evening and then tomorrow like I say 65 degrees but very the winds move in yeah. and some storms move through and then a cool down coming for the weekend. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 612 on this Tuesday morning time for another big take. The big take on Kellen Company. All right, the big take this morning, primary dominance, but general concern. For Donald Trump, the primary was never in doubt. Sure, there was a brief period where Ron DeSantis became the new shiny object of affection for some, myself included. But everybody has known since the day that Donald Trump declared his intentions to run for president again that the primary was going to be his. The Republican Party is his until it isn't. And even as he has now taken Iowa, Nevada, New Hampshire, and South Carolina to the tune of four zip in the GOP primaries, the question remains valid to this day. Can he defeat Joe Biden in a general election? Is there a path? And what is the math? We already know the deck is stacked against him. Media coverage, not a fair fight. Two-tier justice system, third world banana republic. Court cases, weaponized DOJs, politicized prosecutors. It really is Trump and MAGA nation against the world. And when you look at the issues, it's also not even close. Economy, inflation, energy, the border, crime, world peace, all favor Donald J. Trump. Age and mental stamina, as well as physical stature, also favors Donald Trump. Joe Biden has abortion on his side which is a legit issue. He also has hyperbole when it comes to democracy and dictatorship, which a small portion of Americans take the bait on, but I think most know it's all rhetoric. Biden also has big tech, social media, and Hollywood on his side. But Trump is winning with Latinos and has gained a solid chunk of black voters that he didn't have eight years ago, and he didn't even have four years ago. Politico wrote an interesting column, though, with the headline that reads as follows. Hidden in Trump's big South Carolina win, a not-so-small problem for him in November. Trump drew closer to the nomination, but showed signs of potential weakness. Politico goes on to write the following. Here was Haley, the first candidate to get Trump in a head-to-head matchup, and she could not deliver, neither in moderate New Hampshire nor her home state. But Trump's effortless win in the Palmetto State, he visited just three times in recent weeks, four if you count a fundraiser, was as much of a demonstration of his total control of the party as it was South Carolinians' repudiation of Haley. But Trump has a weak spot. It's GOP primary voters who believe President Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election, which, as Politico says, he did, or who think Trump would not be fit for the presidency if convicted of a crime. A large majority of those voters were with Nikki Haley. Her problem is that they were just over a third of the overall electorate in both questions. Behind every silver lining, Politico says, there has been a cloud for Trump during the GOP primary. And otherwise, sunny South Carolina proved no exception. With about three-quarters of the expected vote in, some 40% of voters had rejected Donald Trump. That number itself isn't a problem in a primary, but it includes some serious reasons for concern in a general election. Trump lost moderate and liberal voters to Haley by a wide margin, according to the exit polls. And according to the AP vote cast, 
A bit over one in five GOP primary voters said they would not vote for Trump in November if he was the party's nominee. So a legit question and concern has been raised. And it was also discussed by Joe Scarborough on The Morning Joe on MSNBC. And I can't believe I just echoed those words, but it's true. Can Trump win over voters within the Republican Party that he's already claimed he wants no part of? Which also contradicts, in my opinion, his claim last weekend that the GOP is more united than ever. You can't be more united than ever if you're rejecting some within the party. Listen and watch Joe on MSNBC. Because Nikki Haley is warning everybody that Donald Trump's going to lose in the fall, in part because he's saying, hey, anybody that supports Nikki Haley, we don't want him here. Anybody that supports... And you know what? I have found if you insult voters and tell them you don't want their vote, (laughs) you don't get it. And the reason you know where I'm going here, it cost Carrie Lake the governorship of Arizona when she said, I don't want John McCain supporters. McCain Republicans are not welcome in the party. We don't want your vote. So she didn't get it and she lost. Now history seems to be repeating itself. It has all of the echoes. I remember standing there in Arizona as she was talking about the McCain, saying also, it was not just John McCain, saying that Cindy McCain, his wife, wanted an end to America. It's one thing, in my opinion, to be anti-old-school, old-guard Republican from our elected officials. I personally, I want nothing to do with the McCains, the Bushes, the Chris Christies of the world, the Nikki Haley's. But as a Trump supporter and voter, I absolutely want those people out there in society that are still a believer in that old guard voting for Donald Trump. It's absolutely foolish not to want them to vote for Trump and be a part of the movement because we're looking at an election four years ago that was determined by a total of 44,000 votes in a razor thin election. That's victory suicide. Every single vote counts. But what is Trump's path and what is the math? Let's get real nerdy here, shall we? So let's assume that 44 states remain as is with Republicans and Democrats, red and blue states. Let's say it comes down to these six swing states, Nevada, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. If Trump can win four of the six, it's a formality that he wins. If Trump can win three of the six, depending on the three It's likely his election as well. Keep in mind, in 2020, Joe Biden carried 25 states. Donald Trump carried 25 states. So let's do some basic math, shall we? Biden won with 306 electoral college votes. Trump had 232 electoral college votes. The key number, as we all know, is 270. Now, Nevada is worth six electoral college votes. Wisconsin worth 10 Arizona is worth 11, Michigan and Georgia are worth 16, and Pennsylvania is worth 20. Biden won all six of those in 2020, which totals up to 73 electoral college votes. In total, he won the election by 74 electoral college votes. So now we know what each state is worth if you win said state. Let's look at the margin of victory in 2020 in each of those six swing states. Biden took Arizona by about 10,000 votes. Biden took Georgia by about 11,000. Biden carried Wisconsin by about 20,000. 
The bigger margins of victory occurred in the other three states, where Joe won by the following. Nevada by 33,000, Pennsylvania by 80,000, and Michigan by 154,000. If Donald Trump wins three of the six swing states, and those states are the most valuable, that being Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, Donald Trump would have 284 electoral college votes. Joe Biden would be sitting on 252. Donald Trump is your winner. If Trump takes Pennsylvania and either Michigan or Georgia, two out of the three, plus two out of three states, such as Nevada, Wisconsin, and Arizona, totaling to be four out of six total swing states, Trump would win as well, but by a closer margin than the first scenario I just gave you. It's like a math puzzle. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Just take the numbers I just gave you, the six states, what they're worth, and how many votes Biden won in uh, 2020, and play with the different scenarios yourself. There's a path, and there's math. But there's also concerns that Donald Trump could be his own worst nightmare. And maybe Trump is the only one who can derail Trump, especially if he is not welcoming in everybody to vote for him in 2024. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning is brought to you by Budget Blinds, budgetblinds.com, your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization, free in-home consultations, and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection online at budgetblinds.com. You can jump in, 855-839-1210, on social media, at 1210WPHT, and, of course, on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button and join the Kale and Company comment community. We'll come back, get some thoughts on that, and then also what the latest projections look like for Donald Trump in all of the swing states, as well as how does that change if Trump gets convicted in any of his three big cases? We'll get to that as we continue. Kale and Company, Nick Dawn and Greg on a Tuesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. And, of course, you can be a part of the show at 855-839-1210. So today, the first swing state on the schedule as Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, also Democrats as well, in Michigan for their primary today as the polls open at 7 a.m. local time in Michigan. I believe Michigan is central time, if I recall. No, it's Eastern. So is it yeah, Eastern? Somebody said that on the uh, oh. chat earlier. All right, so 30 minutes out. 30 minutes out, the polling opens in Michigan, and they are... And keep in mind, too, Michigan was also one of the states, if you go back to December around the holidays, Michigan, I think it was when we were on break for Christmas, the Michigan Supreme Court rejected the appeal uh, by a group of voters because they wanted to remove Trump from the ballot for you know the insurrection clause under the Constitution. So this is one of those states that tried to pull the fast one and get Trump yanked off the ballot. Uh, they are saying that polling will close around 8 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time, uh, Uh, And also that they will not expect certain counties to have results until after 9 p.m. Eastern. A spokesperson for the Michigan Department of State told CBS News that unofficial results are expected by 12 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So if that is the case and Fox News or nobody else calls it tonight, obviously, uh, we'll talk about it and speculate and base uh, base our conversation at 630 tomorrow, um, you know, off of. 
whatever percentage of the vote is in, but probably not a big take on that tomorrow if they don't have it officially in in time. Um, but I'm curious. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because it's not too often that I agree with Joe Scarborough and whoever that was in his uh, panelist as his guest. But I did think that Politico brought up an interesting conversation. And I, I, I'm still stuck on, and I think I mentioned this yesterday on the show, Trump over the weekend, it was either at CPAC on Friday or after he defeated Nikki Haley in South Carolina on Saturday night, where he said the Republican Party has never been more united. I'd like to believe that. I don't think that's necessarily the, the truth. But I would say this with Trump. You know, I don't like the old guard either. But, you know, much like I expect my politicians who drop out, Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy and eventually Nikki Haley, I want you to back Donald Trump. I want you to publicly come out and support and endorse Donald Trump. So I think it's reciprocal as far as Trump when you're talking about Nikki Haley's supporters, because I think ultimately at the end of the day, Nikki supporters, DeSantis supporters, they probably like some if not a majority of Trump's policies, they probably just wanted something different for whatever reason. Age, threat to democracy, I don't like his tweets. But generally speaking, I think most Republicans that are not enamored with Trump still like the results of his first three years, still like the policies. They might not just like the entire package, but they might like 75 or 80% of it. So I don't understand why you would want to shun those people, especially in what should be a closer election than it was in 2020. Do you guys agree that this is a bad tactic to not welcome in and embrace everybody on the right-hand side of the aisle? I think it is. And, you know, far be it for me to tell Trump what to do, you know, his his consultants might not be able to get through to him. But I would embra- I would be like open arms. Nikki Haley's, Nikki Haley supporters, come to Papa. I welcome you. Because I want to beat Joe so bad. And if you don't do that, the alternative is this brain-dead nitwit might win again. I think that Trump does need to have a unifying message, and he will. But right now, I think he's dealing with Democrats who are voting for her, never Trumpers. And so as long as she's... That's why by Nikki Haley prolonging this, it's like... um, you know, it's it's like a slow breakup or something. Just get it, get it, get it done. It's a slow death. It, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 this is inevitable. She's not going to win. But that's the thing you mentioned: Democrats and and never Trumpers. That's the thing that's infuriating with me with these open primaries, seeing these people come in. But as Politico framed it, this does go to show that he does have a bit of a weakness. Now, I don't know if he can even overcome that weakness with what he says. I don't know if a certain vice president chips away at that weakness i'd like to think think so but history has shown us that the vice president really doesn't make that big of a difference although although kamala harris as bad as she is the fact that she was on joe's ticket might have helped in 2020 because they're like well wow all right here we go we have a, we have a black female running for vice president this is a historic first maybe there were people in 2020 that were like I don't really care for Joe Biden, but I'm voting for Biden because he's got a black female vice president. And that represents progress. Now, there was this report yesterday that it's Christy Nome that he's going to name Christy Nome. You buying that? I from from what I hear within the campaign, he changes. He changes. His, he's thinking about it. 
It changes his mind every day. Do you think he actually knows, or he's really waffling over this? I think he is. I to I'll be. I on one side. On one side, I wish he would just pick the Veep because that would draw everybody's attention. Everybody would. For example, if he picked, let's say, Christy Nome, mm-hmm. everybody's going to be talking about Christy Nome, and then psh, nobody's talking about Nikki. Yep. Right. Right. On the other hand, I wish he'd wait a bit. I, I thought, do. I do wish he'd wait a bit. I, I've seen those reports too about her, but I, I also listened to Tulsi Gabbard with Zioli on Friday, and uh, I thought she came off really well. I, I if I had to rank them right now, I, I would put Tulsi first for me personally. The only thing I can definitively say with absolute one hundred percent conviction, it will not be a white guy. That I can take to the bank. I think it will either be a female or a minority man, either Vivek, Tim Scott. Whoever else will be in that category, or it'll be Christy Nome, it'll be Tulsi Gabbard, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Elise Stefanik. It will either be a female or it will be a minority male. Isn't it amazing, though, that the, the, the truth is, I think some of the best candidates for the Veep job happen to be women and minorities. I, I agree. Just, right? So it just shows you that the Republican Party is more diverse. There's such an opportunity here, and perhaps because he has all this talent, and a lot of these individuals are not even 40 or early to mid-40s, so he has all of that. Why not announce your lineup? I mean, why not, if you're going to do that... I think that would energize, right? Yeah, figure out your lineup, and that way, and even if Nikki concedes, like, you know, sometimes if you give somebody a window... You know, maybe she does. It's tough, as we've talked about and interviewed different people who say, you know, when you're in it, you're and you're living in. It's very difficult to get out of a campaign. Everybody to a person says this. And Trump, what did he say? It with you had sound of it within the last week. You know, she doesn't know how to get out. Everybody talks about that as can. Mm-hmm. So give her that window. You know, give her a big position within the administration. Name your lineup. Yep. Your starting lineup. So it's not just Trump up there. Yep. And then make this huge speech about unifying the party because there's too much at stake. I, You know what I would do? And I, I thought about this yesterday. Not only would I announce my VP, not only would I announce a female VP, I would announce my female VP at a rally for Lake and Riley in Athens, Georgia. You want to talk about trying to win over some females in a demographic that might cost you the election post Roe v. Wade? Go to a swing state like Georgia and talk about how not, not only that you're going to shut down the border and build the wall and all of that, but get the back of a female that was snuffed out at 22 years old by an illegal immigrant that had no business being in this country. And watch how that 10,000 vote the disparity from 2020 that favored Joe Biden flips to Donald Trump. These are the things that you need to be thinking about right now. You got your base. Don't don't select a VP that's just going to uh, pander to the people that you already have. Find a little sliver. Find that little margin that didn't go your way four years ago and flip it back to the way it was in 2016 when you took said swing state when they rejected Hillary Clinton because they said, I don't want a third Clinton term. That's what I would be looking at. I saw this from uh, Decision Decision Desk HQ from the leading report. Now, I don't believe that this is true. Uh, If this is true, this is going to be like a victory like we have never seen before. But they are projecting Donald Trump to get 312 votes in the Electoral College and beat Joe Biden 
312 to 226. And they have Trump sweeping the swing states. All seven of them, if you want to throw in North Carolina, or as I, I think Carolina is a formality and a lock for Trump. They have a, a graphic. You can see it on YouTube right now if you're watching on uh, your computer, and you guys can see it as well on the monitors here. And the the light shade of pink is lean GOP. I feel like Steve Kornacki right now on NBC. <laughs> Give me a Red Bull right now in a bad suit, and let me get it, let me get it on camera. Um, lean GOP is pink. Likely GOP is like a darker, like a salmon. And then, of course, you have safe GOP, which is red. And if you're looking at this, it says... Pennsylvania leaning GOP, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan leaning GOP, Georgia even stronger likely GOP, which I find interesting. So let's let's look at Michigan leaning GOP. Michigan primary is today, and then of course you have Pennsylvania leaning GOP. That's my big concern because Pennsylvania of the six swing states is the most valuable possession to Donald Trump and and Joe Biden, for that matter, because it carries, I think, either 19 or 20 votes in the Electoral College. It's more than Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. If Trump can win PA, his odds go up significantly to win the general election. So although I will say this, I am concerned about whether I think he's got a shot in Georgia. It's 10, 11,000 votes. Same thing with Arizona and Nevada. My biggest concerns are Pennsylvania and Michigan. Biden by 80,000 in 2020 in PA, 154,000 in 2020 in Michigan. And here's, and you say, well, why are you concerned about PA, Nick? Why? Here's what bothers me. And Don, you, you could speak to this very well because you pay attention to a lot of things that are going on in Bucks County. What have we seen over the last couple of years in Bucks County? We've seen a swing from where it was to what it is now with going Democrat and going blue. Bucks County, to my knowledge, and if, if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. I believe Bucks County is the third biggest county in the state of Pennsylvania. I think the top three counties are Philadelphia County, Allegheny County, which is out towards Pittsburgh, and then Bucks County is number three. If, bigger than Montgomery? Really? Yeah, I think Bucks is bigger than Montgomery. Is it? Okay. I believe Bucks County yeah. is the third biggest county in the state. I'm okay. sure if um, I'm wrong, somebody will let us know on YouTube in <laughs> about nine seconds. They'll, they'll let me know. Is your they county the bigger race. than mine? Yes. <laughs> Is that a big county in your, or is you just happy to, anyway. Fourth most popular. Well, here's the thing. See, now we can, you're going to get everybody calling about this. Because it's the fourth most populous county. Uh But as far as geographically, you see what I'm saying? So I'm kind of (laughs) right. <laughs> Kale and Company, we're kind of right. Hey, that's a promo. <laughs> that's a T-shirt. Let's get it manufactured. Let's get it produced. Uh, Let's crank it out. Okay, there we go. All right, so uh, that's where they're they're not, again. I don't think that Trump will take all six swing states. If he does, um, I might do cartwheels like Chris Farley with my shirt off. Um, but then, lastly, uh, I thought this was interesting yesterday. And again, you take it for what it's worth. It's polling. You take it with a grain of salt. Um, the latest Harvard Harris poll came out, and they asked these respondents about convictions for Donald Trump. And I think this really speaks volumes about where people are with Joe, with the border with the cost of living, despite what people are claiming, with the stock market, the Dow Jones at 39000 Most Americans don't play the stock market, so I never thought it was a great indicator of the economy. It's not. So in 2024, the general election, here's the three questions. If Donald Trump is convicted for inciting the Capitol riots of January 6th, who would you vote for? 
54% still would vote for Trump. You can see this uh, pie chart and graphic on YouTube right now. Trump by eight points over Biden, even if convicted for January 6th. If Trump is convicted for RICO in trying to influence the 2020 election results in Georgia, our Fonnie Willis case, Trump plus four still if convicted. And if Trump is convicted of crimes related to classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, it's still 50-50, a coin flip. Now, again, it's 2,000 respondents over a two-day poll by Harvard and Harris. It is what it is. But I do think that speaks volumes of what people think right now of Joe, where I, I think there's a lot of fodder and speculation on talk shows like this one about Trump's criminal cases. But I think there's a sizable portion of Americans out there and I think we've even discussed this back in the fall or the summer months, that most people aren't going to be swayed by any of these legal cases for Trump or Biden, for that matter, which I think speaks a lot about either people have completely become fatigued by both of them or they just hate the other guy so much that they don't care what their guy's accused of doing. Since you mentioned Bucks County, I will say this mm-hmm. in Bucks County, I think and even I'll take you back to. Um, I'll, I'll even take you back to the election with Mastriano Shapiro, that one. Mm-hmm. I often think that Republicans, that I, I think this, the Democrats get out their message early. They tend to air commercials where they try to, where they try to box in and define the Republican. Mm-hmm. And so voters sometimes don't really know, hey, you Republican, what do you, what are you for? What do you really stand for? And I think that for Republicans, whether it's statewide, for example, you know, think about right now, Bob, you know, Bob Casey Jr. is getting a run for his money, right? And we've talked a lot about this race, but what is he, you know, what have you done for me? And, and now what, what are the Republicans going to do for me? What are the issues? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, well, we're against so and so, talk about what we're for. Yeah. And it also exposes then, as far as the Biden administration, the failures of the administration. You had asked about Bucks County and looking at their voter registration, just how close it is. It's Democrat voter registration in Bucks County. You're looking at about 198,000. I'm rounding up. Mm-hmm. Republicans, about 194. Yeah, it's others, very, very close. Others, 79,000. Wow. So you have that into that when we talk about the sliver, there's yeah, your sliver. That's a chunk, right? And so they the last elections, I was looking at their voter turnout. Okay, the last one in November was forty two and a half percent, but before that, in May of twenty three, only twenty, not even twenty two percent. Yeah. Um. So what do you get people to come out? And and so this whole thing for Republicans saying that your vote doesn't matter, elections were stolen. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that a lot of people are staying home. They're not energized. So tell unite the party, and this is across the board, mm-hmm. locally, statewide, na- nationally. Yep. And Dave McCormick, what is Dave McCormick? What do you really stand for? Yeah. What do you, you know? What What are you passionate about? You know, if you want to really hit home with a lot of the people that are out there on the fence, and you want a simple message, if you're Trump and you're the Republican Party, I would just simply craft a message under under Donald Trump or with us. You had more money in your pocket. You had safer streets and a safer nation with a closed border or a much more protected. And and you could do that in thirty seconds. 
and the light bulb might go off for somebody. So 855-839-1210. The number coming up next, both the former president and the current president head down to the border on Thursday, and we have a record first when it comes to the wall. We'll get to that as we continue wrapping up the 6 o'clock hour next here on Kale & Company. You've heard me talk about my friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles and the Piazza Auto Group as well. They continue to grow their luxury collection of brands. And right now, so excited to welcome in these two newest members to the Piazza family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore, as well as Maserati of the Mainline, both located right there on Lancaster Avenue. Of course, you're going to receive the very same first-class customer experience that you've come to expect from the Piazza Auto Group and the family of dealerships, as well as Piazza Premium Automobiles. So find your new or certified pre-owned Infiniti, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Dawn will have some news to kick off Hour 2 and also more fallout from Shane Gillis being on SNL and also the terrible tragedy with Lake and Riley in Athens, Georgia, both from a media perspective. We'll get to that. Before we get to the cut sheet, but coming up on Thursday, uh, Donald Trump will be coming off of a victory speech on Wednesday in Michigan, presumably, and then both he and the current president, Joe Biden, will both visit the border on the same day, this Thursday. Joe Biden saying yesterday, quote, I planned it for Thursday. What I didn't know was that my good friend, apparently, is going as well. Biden told reporters yesterday in New York when he stopped for ice cream after taping an appearance on the Seth Meyers Late Night Show. And by the way, if you uh, had that he would go on Seth Meyers Late Night Show and have a brain fart in your bingo, uh, you'd be correct. Cut sheet 745? 745. Okay. I see exactly where you're going. Uh, So now what about these two guys? Well, Biden will go to Brownsville, Texas on Thursday. Trump will be going to Eagle Pass. The two, apparently, according to the Daily Mail, will not cross paths. Uh, Trump will visit Eagle Pass on Thursday where he will blast Biden, obviously, on the record high number of illegal crossings. And certainly, I think he will be discussing what happened with uh, Lake and Riley, the 22-year-old nursing student at the University of Georgia, which I think really is now the tipping point and the breaking point for immigration, for the border, for the safety and security of Americans. And for the first time ever, a historic first, believe it or not, it took eight years. It took until early 2024 for a majority of Americans to actually be in agreement with the border wall. It took 2.3 million and 1.7 million and 961,000 in the first seven weeks of this year to finally have it occur. But the Monmouth University poll asking about the, the, uh, the border wall, according to the survey released yesterday, 53% say they are now in favor of con- finish, uh, finishing construction on the border wall. It only took 7.3 million illegal immigrants in three years and two months for Americans to finally wake up. I, I can't wait for when the point we get to a poll and we all realize that, you know what, maybe we need to put alligators in the modes. Uh, we need to put barbed wire. We need to do. I was watching a video yesterday. By the way, have you guys seen the the wall 
in the Middle East that separates Gaza from Israel? Have you guys seen the way they patrol it and how high it is? I don't know what the numbers are, but it looks incredibly effective. What a concept. In the Middle East, they have a wall. Yet the United States of America, we have what looks like somebody's backyard in Bucks County with busted fences and pieces of wood missing, chipmunks sliding through. <laughs> this is... It's unbelievable. That sounds like my fence. Is that your fence? <laughs> oh, I need God. a new fence. Uh, well, you're the one that would probably have to fix it. Yeah. Well, no. Well, if there's anybody listening right now that has a fence company and would like I know, to I advertise need... on 1210 WPHD, yes. uh, email at odyssey.com. That's or we could do deer hunting in Dawn's yard. Either either way. Yeah, I'll go out on your porch with a shotgun. No, like eight, like deer, eight de- deer in my yard yesterday. A deer came up to almost my front porch yesterday. It's crazy. So, yeah. They're just getting aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're getting aggressive at the border, and that's why 53% want a wall now, so awesome. All right, 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. And the Los Angeles Times says SNL has not learned about the hate era that Donald Trump created. (laughs) Hour two is next. Stay there. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Tuesday morning, very, very busy couple of days and weeks, Michigan primary today, Joe Biden, Donald Trump both at the border on Thursday. Next week we have Super Tuesday, and uh, also we have the State of the Union, so it's uh, full speed ahead. Here in 2024, as we get closer to general election season. And the only person really holding that up is hmm, Nikki Haley. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Uh, Still ahead this morning, we're going to have to roast the L.A. Times, as well as the Associated Press, on two different stories. One involving the tragedy in Georgia, the other being comedy from SNL with Shane Gillis over the weekend. Cut sheets coming up. 745 this morning. By the way, I'm noticing something on on YouTube. By the way, streaming live on YouTube. YouTube. People are giving you com- uh, compliments? <laughs> YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. So, like, I, I flip in and out of it, you know, to read the some comments and stuff if there's anything relevant for the show. Mm-hmm. And for the, whatever reason, I'm not finding today's live stream very easily. And I'm wondering if we're being shadow banned for something. On the YouTube, like, homepage? Yeah. Let me pull it up because I have it right here. So, I'm trying <laughs> to... I'm I'm... I flip in and out of it. I do it all yeah, morning. I'm clicking on the live tab, and I don't see us up. Yeah. Usually. I see Friday, February 23rd. I see yesterday, Monday the yep. 26th. Yes. I, are we, is, and we are up because I can see us yeah, on the no, we, Yes, yes. We're, yeah, so Phil's working. Yeah, there's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of people watching. I just, I'm wondering if other people had a hard time finding today's show. Well, where are you seeing the actual version of the show on, well, y- on YouTube? I have website? to actually go to the 1210WPHT um, page. Homepage? Yeah. And okay, then, there it is. Yeah. And then it goes. The, yeah. It's odd, though, isn't it? Yes, but it's, yeah, it's yes. not under the live tab like usual. BMCG says, yes, I had a hard time finding you, too. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. We need a little YouTube blue chew. <laughs> Promo code twelve ten. <laughs> yeah, Dave McComb says I was having I was having issues. Yeah, it's not easy to find today, and that's gonna wow. if yeah. if it's not easy to find, it's gonna bring our numbers down. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I'm all about the numbers. Right. The only thing that can derail my numbers is big tech censoring us. I can't see if this is uh, this is not 
I don't like this. If they're up to shenanigans, I would just ask YouTube, what did I say in the first hour that was so <laughs> offensive, sir? Or ma'am? Probably I know. Ma'am. Probably a man with pronouns and purple hair. Well, they're referring to the zombie deer. Ah. They do. They stare at you yeah. like a weird, freaky yeah. zombie. Yeah. Everybody who's commenting now says they had a hard time finding it this morning. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you can't get there, Odyssey app as well. There's plenty of way. If you can't get us, you're not trying. iTunes, Spotify, 1210 AM, HD radio. You know what we need? We need everybody to go for the YouTube page just to flood the zone yeah. with people. So they have to put it in whatever the- whatever algorithm they have. Yeah. You know? Cue up the comment at any moment. Told you you should be on Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Gary said I had a terrible time trying to connect this morning. I'm telling you, it's not just me. Okay. Usually it's okay. right there. It's it's super easy to find. This one, not so much. All right, let's navigate it throughout the next yep. three hours and yep. see if it changes. Yep. Mm. Right. Like, uh, if you're watching right now, just like the page. I just want to see if anything we're doing uh, helps. Yeah. You know, the next time I click in and click out of it. Yeah, consider this live troubleshooting. That's what we're doing here. All right, let's get to the news. <laughs> Your buddy Wayne Bonfiglio says it was easier to find uh, hair on Nick's head than it was to find this Well, broadcast. yesterday was a non-shave day, so I am a little stubbly. Uh, by uh, 12 o'clock, seven, it'll all be gone again. 7.05, Wayne wins uh, YouTube's it's a nice work out of Wayne. Yeah. Wait, uh, so you have non-shave days? I shave every other day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's it, razor blades are too expensive to do every day, and... Your skin can only take so much. So this is Bidenomics impact. That's correct. On, yeah, this is right, like on hair yeah. stubble. This is like Harry's uh, or any of those companies. Uh, Nomics. Yeah, I'll mm. tell you what, Razor. You think? And, and I, I started shaving the head wall first of all because I was becoming follically challenged. Follically and it, challenged. And it just was not financially feasible to go to a, get a haircut every two weeks because you know it's like thirty thirty five bucks with a tip. And I'm thinking. You know, after the first four or five days of my haircut, the hair looks like crap anyway, so I might as well just start shaving it. So it's cheaper to shave my own head, but the cost of razor blades are expensive. So sales, I know it's a Tuesday, and if you are listening, uh, I am Hello. looking for a shaving deal. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they'll get right on that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have, it done. <laughs> we'll have that signed up by 9.15. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news. 7.06, Dawn Stenzlin for round two. And good morning on this warm Tuesday morning, but we'll tell you when it will become Wet and warm today. We are sponsored in Kale and Company News Live this morning by the Piazza Auto Group. So an innocent homeowner was one of the victims of a triple shooting. This went down in the Strawberry Mansion section of Philadelphia. Police say at least 28 gunshots were fired right in the area of 27th and Montgomery last evening. 21-year-old man sitting on the couch inside his own home on Marston Street shot in the leg when police say that bullet that was shot out on the street pierced through the wall of his home, striking him in his leg. He is at Einstein Hospital where he was taken. He's in stable condition. And then we know that two other individuals, 25-year-old man as well as a another man, were both taken to area hospitals, one of those men in critical condition this morning. This whole thing under investigation. We also have... The search for another escapee in Philadelphia, and this is making national news, Philadelphia police confirming they're searching for this guy, handcuffed prisoner, outran the officers while escaping from a hospital in the city's Kensington section of Philadelphia. So 29-year-old Aleem Bourdon was in custody for car theft and reportedly has quite a rap sheet and a history of crime. In this case, uh, he still had the handcuffs, and I believe his hand, he was cuffed with his hands behind him 
and still was able to run away, disappeared somewhere in the 2700 block of Hancock Street. So they are searching for this guy. And if you're keeping count, I believe this is the sixth, sixth such escapee that we've seen in our region. Where Pe- these People can't get out of Philadelphia fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, since I, since we're talking about Kensington and the crime issues going on in Kensington, Philadelphia City Hall has an interesting proposition for dealing with crime, dealing with especially crime that happens in around businesses that are those 24-7 businesses, such as a 24-7 store. They've said, well, the real, the real way that they can combat crime in 24-7 overnight stores, stores that stay open overnight, is to shut them down between the hours of 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Shut them down? Shut them down. Okay. Oh, man. So This is Philadelphia City Council. Okay. They're, they're considering this bill that was just presented uh, before City Council's a committee on L&I licenses and inspections, and they say that it would help the Kensington area community to require any commercial business or restaurant located within the boundaries of an area, you know, a certain area in Kensington, that they would be shut down, shuttered between the hours of 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. or face a $500 fine per day. That's the answer. Okay. I disagree. Jeez. Yeah. That's that's their answer to it. They said that they've said that late night businesses bring a lot of noise and trash mm. into the community, and so just shut it down. Or we could just curfew. Or we just correct the actual yeah. root cause of the problem. <laughs> lock people up. Yeah, but you know, we've seen it across the country. We've seen these, you know, these stores that instead of <laughs> locking up the bad guys, they lock up the deodorant. It's a bizarre world. Yeah, it's so true. We've been talking about license plate scanners coming soon to four Delaware River Port Authority bridges, all of our major bridges in and around the Philadelphia region. Benjamin Franklin, Walt Whitman, Betsy Ross, Commodore Barry. Cameras on those bridges will help police, local police, as well as law enforcement on the national level. level. We're talking about Homeland Security, Amber Alerts, and it would help with um, help police locate cars in criminal investigations because we've had all these carjackings. So the video, by the way, would be monitored by the New Jersey State Police, even though they lead into Pennsylvania. The New Jersey State Police would monitor those. No word yet on when the cameras will be installed. We've got some great stories coming up for you, including Mary Poppins going PG on her 60th anniversary. We'll talk about that moving forward. (laughs) And uh, for the forecast, we're sponsored by Piazza Auto Group at Piazza Honda, of Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, Reading, and Springfield. You get financing as low as 2.9% for 36 months on select new models, including the 20, this is unbelievable, the 2024 Accord, Civic, and the HRV, only for a limited time right now, Shop PiazzaHonda.com today. The forecast, you're going to love it today. We're looking at 64 degrees today. The sun is out. It's a gorgeous morning. Enjoy it. It looks like by the evening, by about dinner time, the rain moves in, so warm and rainy. Then tomorrow, the rain turns. Uh, we also have stormy weather moving through tomorrow. So quite warm, but stormy with uh, potential high winds Moving through tomorrow, but we're loving the, we could set a record for warmth tomorrow, by the way. 
So we're enjoying mid-60s, feels like spring. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. Seven eleven here on this, uh, what are we at? This is Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Had a Joe Tuesday. Biden moment for a second. Uh, we're going to get to Shane Gillis uh, with the LA Times. Also, the Associated Press is absolutely being slammed for uh, a headline that they wrote about Lake and Riley and her murder in Georgia. Uh, but I want to give those two stories uh, a full segment. So a couple of thoughts coming in here uh, on social media as far as the uh, comments this morning. Uh, Joe says, we are such a reactive society. Great. Build the wall. Too bad the illegal invaders who want to loot and rape will now be in, uh, sealed inside if it's built. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, and he's saying thanks, Joe, as in Joe Biden. That tweet coming from Eagles Joe 612. Uh, Salty Vet has a good point and uh, actually sends us a link to a story from Axios about how Joe Biden is struggling, and it's a surprise with young voters. Uh, Salty Vet says this is how Donald Trump wins. Run ads showing interest rates and the economy when he was in office versus now. My daughter is two years out of college, and her generation believes they will never own a house, which is a fascinating concept that you could graduate college, have a four-year or maybe even a master's degree, and with the current prices of homes, think that maybe home ownership uh, is probably out of the equation for you, especially if you plan on having kids. Uh, We're also getting some tweets about the YouTube uh, stream. Uh, Bob says he had to search for the show today as well. And Long Driveway says the live stream usually is the first thing that comes up for me. He had to search for it this morning. So, like, the way YouTube works is whatever you watch a lot comes up in your feed as, hey... Look, the thing you watch a lot is live right now, so you might want to say it didn't do that this yeah. morning. Which it is, tracks your habits. Yeah, which is which is odd. Um, so I'm not sure if we're being punished for something. Um, we were down. What did you do? We were down for a little bit yesterday for playing the um, Shane Gillis thing. I have a possible um, solution, or uh, I think I know mm, what it might be. Okay, YouTube. <gasps> YouTube's owned by Google. Yeah. If you have Gmail as your personal email, mm. I noticed today that Google launched a new homepage for when you log into your email. It just looks different aesthetically. So I'm wondering if since Google and YouTube are, you know, um, under the same umbrella, if YouTube just maybe moved things around from a presentation standpoint on their page. Because if you have Gmail, which I mm. do, yeah. and Stalker knows I do because I never check my Odyssey email, um, they they moved around their homepage and it's a little difficult to navigate when I was trying to log into my email this morning. So that might that might explain it. Or we could be being shadow banned. I don't know. I don't know. Just, Just wanted to share. Head over to YouTube and and let's try and flood the site with uh, with users and maybe that'll that'll correct the algorithm. Yes. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. When we come back, it's all Donald Trump's fault. Not Lorne Michaels. Not NBC. It's Trump's fault. Stay there. It's Kale and Company. Back after this. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel. In partnership with Valley Forge Casino every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score an even bigger payday. You can take the game score. You can take who will score the first basket. You can take how many points a player will have. It's a lot of fun. It makes watching sports, especially you know, terrible the Sixers are, it's, it, it makes it more entertaining. Trust me. However you want to play. 
Just head to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg to bet the NBA with a no sweat same game parlay with TNT Thursdays at FanDuel.com slash Greg. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the official partner of 1210 WPHT 21 and over. President PA, minimum three-leg parlay required. A refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. 60% of the time, our information is correct every time. The remaining 40% of information is from social media. <laughs> Welcome back in. It's Kale and Company. Not everything needs to be on Twitter. By the way, who? Uh, shout out to whoever did that. That was Sean, uh, Sean Quinn. Yes. Shout out to Sean Quinn for uh, that graphic that was put up. <laughs> By the way, uh, again, I went out of the screen, came back, and it's yesterday's show that comes up. Oh, oh weird. Yeah. Okay. So... All right, well, show has to go on. Sorry, YouTubers, if it's a little more difficult for you, but we also have a radio audience to appeal to, <laughs> an yeah. app audience yeah. to appeal to. Not lot, everything is about the visual. Yeah, a lot more, actually, on that, so, yeah. 855-839-1210, the phone number. So let's get into, because the fallout continues, as I expected it would, from Shane Gillis's performance on Saturday Night Live this past Saturday as he returned five years after being fired from as a cast member before ever taking the stage as a cast member because they uncovered some raunchy material that they felt was inappropriate. So the Los Angeles Times, the same LA Times that just got rid of, I think, of like a 110,000 employees or whatever the number might have been. It might have been 10,000 employees a couple of weeks ago. And by the way, I, I, when we talk about these stories that emanate from newspapers. I get tweets from time to time. Why are you banging on the newspaper industry? This is not great. And I'm like, I I have nothing against... I mean, I grew up as a newspaper kid. I delivered a newspaper... My mom worked at the newspaper for 25 years in the advertising department. Um, I wrote for newspapers. I still love, I'm so, I, on weekends, I still go and get like three or four newspapers. Like I grabbed the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Philadelphia Inquirer, and the USA Today, and I enjoy physically holding a copy of the newspaper. I love the smell of the newspaper. I love when my fingers get dirty from it. Like I don't, I don't want to have to read things off of a phone or a laptop. I like it. So I don't want to see newspapers go out, but the reality is when you have people like the L.A. Times, the Inquirer, the Washington Post, the New York Times, when they become lapdogs for the far left, they're they're responsible for their own demise. I mean, it's bad enough that people are leaving for digital, but they're not helping their cause with just this pandering to 6% of the population. So the L.A. Times has this headline that says, as with its booking of Nikki Haley, writes a guest columnist, SNL's olive branch to Shane Gillis reflects a dangerous failure <laughs> to learn from the hate movements that blossomed during the Trump era. I mean, first of all, you want to say that bringing on Nikki Haley, remember Nikki was on a couple of weeks ago where she was asking a question as a reporter in the audience. To the fake Trump. To yeah. the fake Trump, right. And now they, they, they take that. So this writer was bothered by that and, of course, is bothered by Shane Gillis. I mean, I think there's a lot of people in this audience. I mean, you guys show up to comedy night at parks. You guys like comedy. Donald Trump did not usher in hate-era comedy or all of a sudden recreate the, hey, it's okay to say the quiet part out loud. I'm thinking 
in my lifetime, people that I either have consumed as a young kid, an adult, or have went back and looked up on YouTube and watched some of their bits or had old DVDs. I mean, Richard Pryor was raunchy as hell. Louis C.K., I believe, is a cancel culture victim. Dave Chappelle, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, George Carlin, uh, Shane Gillis, and anything from 2016 on, from when Donald Trump got into politics, this is not a Trump thing. We've always had comics that piss people off. This is, this is, I'm so glad you're bringing this up, because this is actually what made Saturday Night Live famous. Yes. What made Saturday Night Live good? Who was the first guest host on Saturday Night Live? It was George Carlin. He wasn't a he wasn't a mainstream comic. He was in the counterculture. He was on the fringe, you know, quote unquote fringe because he was edgy. They've always done that. Richard Pryor again. He he used the N word mm-hmm. yes. on 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 uh, on Saturday Night Live. You like, talk you talk about the glory days of SNL. Go back to the original group in the seventies with Dan Aykroyd. That's what I'm. Yeah. I mean, do you think he would be allowed to say today, Jane, you ignorant slut? They they took they used to take edgy people comedians and showcase them. Because it was the counterculture show. And then somewhere along the line, they became the show of mainstream. Yeah. And we want to appeal to mainstream. We don't want to offend everybody. And Kate McKinnon yeah. is, is the day after the election is uh it, it does a cold open on the piano singing Hallelujah, crying about Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's when Saturday Night Live decided it was no longer in going to be the counterculture and be the culture comedy should never be politically correct exactly ever yep and it goes beyond snl i mean we've got colbert and these late night hosts that are giving us lectures on abortion and female rights and politics and social justice i'm like who's turning into who's tuning into any of this and turning these shows on at 10 30 11 11 35 whatever time these late night shows come on throughout the week or on a weekend show like snl to be lectured to like that, I think that's the biggest turnoff of all. Like, if I want to be lectured, I'll Facetime my mother-in-law. And by the <laughs> seriously, yeah, I, I don't want to be. You make no friends. I, on this I show. just like I hate when people <laughs> lecture to me, and I hope I never come off as a lecturer doing this show. I don't ever want to speak down or speak at people. I like conversations, and these people they they just kind of sit on this little pedestal and like they tell you the way it should be. Yeah, I, I just. I, and even late night with Seth Meyers last night, having Joe Biden on, they the bit was them going out to get ice cream at an ice cream shop, and a reporter asked him the question about uh, uh, the Israel Palestine ceasefire and everything. Like it's 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 these type of things that it's like no late night shows used to be going against the grain, speaking against whoever's in power. And somehow it became just like the the norm, right? And and we only mock those on the right now. We only mock Trump. We only mock DeSantis. We only mock Republicans. Which and look, SNL's always been left leaning, but at least they were able to go out. I mean, in the nineties, how many skits were done about Bill Clinton and of course, Monica Lewinsky? Of course. But now it's like I mean, and we've said this multiple times on the show. They've done Joe Biden, but they've had to bring in guys like Jim Carrey. They very rarely touch Kamala Harris. I think they bring in Maya Rudolph for that. But they've yet to go after Corrine Jean-Pierre it's, because she checks three boxes. It's funny. I just saw a story. This is an older story, but I just saw a story about how in the 90s, Hillary Clinton actually wrote Lorne Michaels a letter and said how inappropriate it was for, for Saturday Night Live to mock 
because they did a skit with Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Chelsea Clinton. Yeah. I think Julius Sweeney or one of them played Hillary Clinton or um, Chelsea Clinton. And, you know, she was 12 or 13 at the time, mm-hmm. and it was the, just kind of this awkward. I think Molly Shannon kid. was the one playing Monica Lewinsky, right? Yeah. And. And she was like, it, it, it's inappropriate for you to uh, to lampoon my daughter like this. She's just a kid. Mm-hmm. And and Saturday Night Live apologized for it. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. I would never do that. I get it. You know, some things are maybe you look back and say, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But like, I don't know. It's it, you're in the you're in the public light. Like, it's it's all fair game. I'm sorry. It is. It is. I, I, I totally agree. Vox has an article about Shane Gillis as well, uh, saying SNL is giving Shane Gillis another chance. Here's what that proves about comedy. And they go on to say, in other words, what we're finding out is that in 2024, Gillis's brand of racism is more palatable racism. than ever. Oh, my God. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then you talk about all the context as background. Gillis's cultural rehabilitation seems this- artificial. This whole thing, too, with Shane Gillis about how he the only reason he became popular is because uh, of cancel culture and he was canceled is absolutely ridiculous. Shane Gillis became popular because he's funny mm-hmm. and because he goes there and because he pushes the because so few comics are willing to do that these days. Yeah. So that's why Shane Gillis is popular. It's not because he was canceled from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He's he's just he's become popular in spite of that i agree so that's the uh latest fallout i also have this story here uh from hollywood into com. seattle comedy club cancels uh, four unwoke comics uh comics amazing one of which uh is a guy uh who goes by the name of uh where uh dave smith he's a libertarian comedy a comedian he was canceled. Uh, Kurt Metzger, Jim Florentine, Dave Smith, and Louis J. Gomez. They All were sk- funny guys. Are they? All I, funny I do, guys, yeah. I don't know any of these names, but I'm assuming they push the envelope just like Gillis does. Yeah, the, yeah, they're not PC comedians, and they were scheduled to do the show in Seattle, and the there was so much backlash that the Seattle Comedy Club canceled the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? Where? What world are we in now? Yeah, this is like Lenny Bruce getting arrested in the '60s for mm-hmm. uh, for inappropriate, you know, for cursing on stage. Like that's what this is becoming. It really is. It's 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 gone from hey, if you don't like this comic or you think they're too dirty or whatever, then don't then don't go see them. Mm-hmm. You're gonna protest them. Yeah. Yep, that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. 855-839-1210 is the number. We'll come back. We have to get into this headline from the Associated Press when it comes to the tragic murder of Lake and Riley in Athens, Georgia, at the hands of an illegal immigrant. Where do you hear what their takeaway was and what they learned from this tragic story? They are absolutely being lambasted for this headline, and we'll get into it when we come back. It's Kale and Company here on this Tuesday morning, the cut sheet in about 15 minutes on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. What I love about working with our friends from Piazza is the ability to test drive so many cool vehicles. And I've always been an SUV guy prior to getting my truck. And when my truck lease is up, I'm certainly going to consider the 2024, well, at this point, it'll probably be the 2026 Honda Pilot. But the Honda Pilot Trailsport, what a phenomenal vehicle. Full-size SUV, third-row seating, super powerful, 
Great for off-roading, great for expanding bigger families, and it comes with a seven-mode drive system, trail watch multi-camera view, 18-inch alloy wheels, and wireless Apple CarPlay. And you can explore all of their models and all of the features at one of the five Piazza Honda locations in Philadelphia, Pottstown, Redding, Springfield, and Langhorne. Or just go online right now, conveniently browse their inventory at piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. As we roll on the cut sheet in just about seven or eight minutes, still ahead this morning, Mary Poppins in the news. Yes, that's correct. You heard that correctly. Mary Poppins in the news. Also, Gavin Newsom says Joe should debate Donald Trump and uh, the big guy also is bragging that he was able to break the law when he told SCOTUS to go pound sand with student loans. We'll get to that story this morning. And also, where do you hear what Wendy's has in mind for you? If you are a cheeseburger connoisseur, a fast food drive through kind of guy or gal, yeah, you might not like what you hear coming up in just a little bit. But a lot of people did not like what they read from the Associated Press, and they are being slammed. The AP is being absolutely crushed for the framing of Lake and Riley's murder uh, in uh, Athens, Georgia. Not on migrant crimes, but the dangers, and f- every female listening, I want you to think about this for a second, Don Stensland included, the dangers that female athletes face. So here you have the Associated Press, and their takeaway is as follows. Quote, Riley's death has once again put the spotlight on the dangers female runners face. Previously, the 2018 death of University of Iowa student Molly Tibbetts while out jogging prompted an outpouring from other women who shared their tales of being harassed and followed. So this is the same Associated Press that typically does not have an issue with transgender men competing in female sports, defeating female athletes in their sport, and or potentially injuring them in said female biological sports. Yet now their takeaway is, well, we are concerned about the dangers that female runners face. I, I This to me is bizarro world. This is upside down land we're living in. Where your takeaway is, as an esteemed, um, well, I guess the Associated Press, a wire service, whatever you want to call them, they're not specifically just a newspaper, because you see AP stories in every publication that you know prints, you know, a newspaper. Now we're concerned about the. It, so you're not. It's not about the border. It's not about the the heinous act. It's the dangers that female runners faces. So, like, I don't know. I would assume we've got some females out there that take jogs in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, perhaps even the winter. I almost, when I read some of these quotes from this article, it's almost like they're saying, well, here's what females need to do to better ensure their safety. And I'm thinking, no female should have to worry about their safety going for a jog when somebody who is in the country illegally, like this is a totally avoidable tragedy. If you want to say that Biden and Alvin Bragg have blood on their hands, be my guest. You are not wrong in saying that. But I can't believe of all the slants, of all the ways certain um, you know outlets cover a story, we're looking at it from the dangers that female athletes face. 
I, I, Don, I'll, I'll defer to you. You're a female. You, you've got an athletic background, and you've certainly talked to Riley Gaines and, and a lot of people that have been dealing with these issues. It seems like now's a funny time to talk about the issues that females face. Well, it's, it's great that you brought up Riley Gaines cause, because that's where I'm going. That headline would be appropriate if it, if it applied to some of the stories that Riley Gaines has highlighted. And just, wasn't it yesterday, you showed that uh, video on the YouTube with Greg Stalker as far as uh, basketball players. Yeah. And this huge guy Knocked playing out women's. Girls. Yeah, and, and the coach finally said, oh, we're good, we're going to the championships anyway, forfeit the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So those headlines would be appropriate <laughs> during those situations. But in this one, and Molly Tibbet, by the way, was... Also, she was the Iowa runner, and yep. she'd run, uh, she had been on the track team as you know as a teenager. But she was murdered by an illegal mm-hmm. individual who then was convicted of murder, and that was during the Trump administration. At the time, Trump was very vocal, saying that you know we need better border security. Yep. And so, yeah, the fact that the AP made this—it's it, just such an insult. Uh, and that you know the family of the victim here. I can't even imagine seeing that headline. No, it's it's awful. Uh, <laughs> somebody came out and said one of the comments, pretty sure that's not the lesson yeah. to be had here. Uh, and then one lady uh, says, hi, female athlete here. I ran this exact trail every single week of my college career. I guess I could have been snuffed out before I graduated, had a career, family, and the professionals at the Associated Press would lie about the suspect because it fits a preferred narrative. And that's, I think, been the whole complaint really since this happened. The murder was last Thursday. They found the guy late Friday into Saturday. And whether it's local papers like the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or wire services like the AP and any other nationally uh, recognized publication, they're just, they're, they're, what they're really doing is they're tippy-toeing or tippy-toeing around the actual issue. Not only the issue, but the way they present it, the way they label it and frame it. They're so afraid to use the words illegal immigrant. I mean, you're never going to see them say illegal alien, despite the fact that piece of documentation I gave you yesterday that Joe Biden has at his disposal, which is worded that Joe Biden could temporarily suspend access to illegal aliens. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that everybody that comes across the southern border has sinister intentions. I think more people than not are probably just coming for a better life and capitalism. But there is a sizable amount of bad hombres, bad characters, bad dudes coming from Mexico, from China, from the Middle East. And they are not only coming here and they're, they're coming here and committing crimes it's like they don't care if they get caught because they're going to be released. ICE will not detain them and deport them, and they're going to stick around. And this guy had a rap sheet a mile long. Yeah. I've also got this story here as a Venezuelan migrant. Uh, this is courtesy of Fox News. Brags about living off of taxpayers and urges his followers to unite behind the Times Square shooter. Think about that. Venezuelan migrant Leonel Moreno posted a video and they're on social media, by the way, which is how they're commuting, communicating with people back home. He posted a video to his social media urging his over 300. By the way, he's got 300,000 followers. A Venezuelan migrant has 300,000 followers and he's urging them to unite and pay the fines of the 15 year old migrant who allegedly shot a tourist in Times Square earlier this month. 
They are bragging. They know it's a joke. They come here. They insult police. They, they'll take your taxpayer dollars. They'll take their $10,000 preloaded debit card. And then they tell their buddies to come here. And they literally flip you the bird. We saw the, 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 the two suspects coming out in New York about a month ago after they were initially arrested. Remember all the cameras were lined up to get a shot of them? And the one kid was wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. And he's giving the middle finger to the cameras. These aren't. These, we're not getting a bunch of Rhodes Scholars and future pastors of churches coming to this country, all right? We're getting some bad people with sinister intentions that are probably career criminals. By the way, it's almost like what Trump said in 2016 or 2015 yeah. is true. Yes. Yeah. They're emptying out their prisons and saying, you take them. Yes. You sanctuary city. You want to be the good Samaritan and take our bad people that we have no use for? When can we do that in America? When can we empty out our prisons and dump them off in another country and say, here, you deal with uh, it. I would, we, we should do that. What a great idea. Kale and Company uh, prison road trip. Yeah. We'll just go to all the prisons. Yeah. We'll run up the bus. And we'll send them to uh, Venezuela. Yeah. We'll send them to where else? Uh, Ecuador. Yep. Peru. We'll yeah. drop them off in the Middle East. We'll oh, drop the Middle them East. China. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get our bus driver from Ohio. I'm done with this. <laughs> She'll be the one leading the charge <laughs> like in uh, 48 hours when Eddie Murphy's on the bus leaving the prison. Yep. And then the bikers come out and uh, blow the bus up. All right, 7.46, right on time. Well, about a minute late. It's time for a Tuesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Tuesday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. They strive to do what is right. They work hard to match you with the perfect Volvo and always go the extra mile for their customers. Judith Yosef and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring the ever-important Tuesday edition of What's on the Cut. She's starting with Cut 11 here, Phil. Um, So, Joe Biden was on Late Night with Seth Meyers last night, and he was... They were recording one of their wacky bits, Nick Hale, Don Sandlin. Wacky bits. They do wacky bits? Yeah. Uh, where Seth and uh, a, a, the president go to an ice cream store and eat ice cream. Because, you know, our president likes ice cream. Mm-hmm. So this made news because there were reporters there and they asked about uh, Israel-Hamas war, a possible ceasefire. He broke news by saying what he did. The thing that's funny to me is that this news is going to be shot all around the world, and our president looks like a guy in an old folks' home eating um, uh, custard. Cu- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this is what he said to reporters. Cut 11, Phil, go. Can you give us a sense of when you think that ceasefire will start, sir? Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. We're not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. By next Monday, they're going to have a ceasefire. Yeah, it could be by the beginning of the weekend. It could be the end of the weekend. It could be Friday afternoon as a news dump. It could be Monday morning. I'm more worried about my waffle cone and my two scoop. (laughs) Which, by the way, the guy next to him also, I don't know if that's a Secret Service member. No, that's Seth Meyers, Nick. Oh, is that Seth Meyers? I only saw a little bit of his nose. I just saw saw a guy in a suit. I couldn't tell. Can we go back? I didn't realize that was Seth Meyers. We just put the video up, Phil. If we could just freeze. I didn't... I caught like the tail end of it when I looked oh, over. Um, does anybody else find it kind of concern? Okay, that is Seth Myers. Boy, he's aged. Wow, <laughs> he looks like Gavin Newsom in that video. 
<laughs> Look how, is that, that looks like gray hair, right? I, I don't know. It looks a little gray to me. But the, the point I was going to make is... He's 50. Seth Meyers is 50? He's wow. 50. Okay. Man, I'm getting old too, man. Time's yeah, flying yeah. by. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody that I used to think was funny 20 years ago is now old. <laughs> and they're not funny. Um, so here's the thing. You're asked... I, 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 I don't know. To me, you're in a suit. You're eating ice cream. There's a serious issue going on here. There's a war going on in the Middle East. There are hostages. There's countless people dead. And you've got a, uh, a half of a mouthful of chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> That's what I, yes. and, and you're like, uh, oh, I've been told that we're close. I, <laughs> like, dude, really? Dude, I'm telling you, that is a really, really bad image. If he was going to make this announcement, yeah. I'm fine with it. And by the way, I, I hope that he's correct. Right. But if he's going to make this announcement, make this announcement somewhere formal. Yes. Don't do it on a late night show right. eating ice cream because you look like an old doddering fool. Right. And that's not the right um, setting or venue to be breaking policy decisions on a late night show. This is supposed to be humor, even though that show is not remotely funny. But <laughs> let's think about it the other way around. Let's flip the script. Imagine Donald Trump at a McDonald's. And he's got a pickle and an onion falling out of his lip. <laughs> and he says, yeah, we're close to finishing an executive <laughs> order. And then you, the, the networks would run with it the next yeah. day. Look at this. Pre this is the leader of the free world. He's got ketchup <laughs> falling out of his lips. Mustard. And mustard. Definitely mustard. And this guy's getting a double scoop. Uh, yeah. Well, I tell you, I mean, I got to be honest. And this, and might, this might be an un unpopular opinion. In, in the world of desserts, ice cream's a little overrated. Oh, what? I, I, a little over. I agree not. with you. I agree with I, you. Yeah, I like an ice cream from time to time. This guy eats it like I drink water. <laughs> it's really odd. I, ice cream is basically a health food. Yeah, it is. I've heard that. Is it? It's with so all the, with all the sugar in it? She's kidding. She's kidding, Nick. My uh, lord, man. Are we sure that was it's Seth? Very Myers? literal today. He's very Are you literal sure today. that was Seth Myers? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, who's that? A Secret Service expert? It's like, no, it's the host of the show that he's on. Shows you how much have I watched of him in the last fifteen years. By the way, we have two more uh, clips from Biden. I just want to, I just want to say this too: that we've been having issues uh, with YouTube this morning. If you went there or you went to the YouTube page um, and you couldn't find us, you, you have to hit the subscription thing for twelve ten WPHT. Oh, so you have to subscribe. Well, no. Well, yeah. You have to kind of type in twelve ten WPHD. So I'm not sure if we're being shadow banned or what. But I'm asking everybody to like flood YouTube right now to 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 kind of reset the algorithm so we turn up in people's feeds. Because right now, what I am saying is is that we're not uh, we're we're you, not turning up in people's feeds. You, you know, when we have issues sometimes with the app, there's like yeah. an Odyssey help desk Twitter feed. Yeah. Is there a YouTube Twitter handle so that there, we could tweet and say, hey, what's going on? There is. Somebody actually from YouTube got back to me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Nice. And said... Probably a robot. Oh, it's 100% a robot. Said this... To confirm, are you experiencing the same issues? If yes, your recommendations on the homepage can be influenced by your activity on YouTube, Google, and Chrome. You can improve yours by managing them with these steps. And then mm, they give yeah. they give me steps that I'm 100% not going to do. Yeah, that makes me want to throw my phone out the window. Yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully everybody... <laughs> 
But by the way, when you have issues and they give you like these bot chats <laughs> and you want to get a customer service rep on the phone, is it not the most difficult thing it of is. all time now? Yeah, it is. It's like you hit zero or you hit one and it's like, I didn't recognize what you hit. Please follow these prompts. By the way, Misfit Toy on YouTube uh, has the comment of the morning so far talking to you, Nick Hale. He says, ice cream is overrated. Are you a psychopath? No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a communist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, is, it is overrated. Yeah. It is. I think cake's overrated as well. I'm more of a pie and a donut guy. Cheesecake. And do you like your pie a la mode? <clears throat> little ice cream on there? The Rock loves pie. <laughs> Soggy donuts. Boomer Greg doesn't understand you. <laughs> I am. I'm the, I'm the oldest. I'm it's, pretty old, too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just old souls. Yeah. Or just dumb. Um, so... Seth Meyers last night asked Joe Biden about uh, his agenda for 2024. And you would think that this would be a layup for Joe Biden. Um, but, of course, he referred to it as his agenda for 2020. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. It's just these are just normal things Not that, a joke. <laughs> that these people do, right? Yep. Cut 13, Phil, go. And we... What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. <laughs> For example, we're now in a position where we have the strongest economy of any major nation in the world. Number one, we've got a way to go yet. Inflation is down 880,000 manufacturing jobs. You know, we have uh, 14 million new jobs. The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been for the longest time. We're building wealth for people. But it really, we have to do more. First thing I have to do is stop it from being turned around. For example, you said you talked about the border didn't pass. Well, guess what? We're going to pass that border. It's overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly supported by Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate. But because I don't know this for the fact, but I was told that... Trump was picking up the phone, calling the Speaker of the House, saying, don't let it pass. Why? Not because he doesn't think it's good, because it will benefit Biden. That's no way to run a country. That's no way to deal. We didn't even when we had real divisions back when I was a young senator among Democrats and Republicans. that, that, That wasn't the way it worked. And look, I think, let me put this is not your father's Republican Party. This is they got about 30 percent of the Republican Party controlling it all. And uh, and I think it's, we're going to break it. When it. Listen, Steve, my goal for 2016 <laughs> is as follows. <laughs> he's got the wrong year. He probably has no idea he's talking to Seth Myers, And I can confirm after seeing that is Seth Myers. Um, <laughs> but, like, you're going to sit here and talk about your economic numbers. You're still way above where we were before you took over. So, yes, they came down. But, my God, they couldn't go up any higher. Were we really going to get at 11 12% inflation? We're still looking at costs, especially at, at the grocery store, 17 to 19% higher than yeah. where we were. Yeah. Um, Painful. Seth Meyers asked him about how uh, Americans can be re- reassured about his old age. Mm. <laughs> well, getting the year of the election right I was just going to say that. Let me ask you guys a question. If you're, no matter who the president is, whether it's somebody you like or agree with or don't, he says the wrong year. Do you stop him or do you just let him keep going? Um, if I'm the interviewer? Yeah. Uh, I, I would just say the year. 
I I probably oh, yeah. would because I'm I'm anal like that. Although I I know he's never gonna he's never gonna get corrected on on a, a comedy show, comedy show, <laughs> a late night talk show. <laughs> yeah, never gonna happen. I just think I wouldn't stop it. Yeah. I would just say 2024. You yeah. know what I mean? I would I would just. I would just say that. Yeah. Just say the year. Yeah, you just do like what you do when I say ran and run in the wrong. Exactly. You just jump all over me yeah. like, like a That's pit bull. Right. Well, not right. jump. Just just like insert it. By the way, Dawn, uh, remember in the six o'clock hour, you said you you needed a new fence, and I said if you have a fence company, yeah, I'm gonna uh, sales who's driving into work right now is gonna hate this, uh, but I'm gonna plug them because uh, uh, Stephen emailed me a super fence in Ardmore. Oh. Steven. They would love. They Super. would love to do. Uh, also, by the way, uh, the guy who runs this is in a uh, Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath cover band. Oh, wow! He, he showed up to one of cool. Zioli's um, events in Cape May, mm-hmm. and he looks and sounds just like Ozzy. So that's why you wanted to read the tweet, and that's why you wanted to talk about 100%. it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Super fence and Ardmore. Just throwing that that out there as uh, sales is uh, cool. Is, uh, driving off the road. Thank right you, now. Stephen. How about, those, um, how about those razor blades? Yeah. <laughs> now remember, Stephen. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure on the other station they're talking about life advice for, for one of the hosts. So yeah, sure life advice. All of the, all the salespeople are just tuned into that. Yeah. Anyway, Here's your life advice. <laughs> Let's rank our free agents for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How much longer can we milk this AJ Brown controversy? Mm. Anyway. Um, so Seth Meyers asking about, um, how Americans be in, can be reassured about Joe Biden's old age. This is cut 15. Phil, go. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife now. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> number one. Number two. <laughs> It's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, about the future. And everything, every single thing we've done, I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than anyway. I don't want to get you talked about bipartisanship. Wait a second. All right, so he drops the anyway there, which you know he's out of gas. Anyway. <laughs> it means he lost his train of thought. He did, and I was actually, up until that point, I was getting ready to say he relatively, I think he answered that pretty well. The, the crowd, whether you thought the joke was funny or not, the crowd ate it up. And then he starts talking about new, it's not about your age, it's about the, uh, the age of your ideas. That was actually a pretty, I thought, witty response. But as he goes on, it, it becomes a, you know, a poop hole. Yeah. And especially since he was the one who signed everything, he reversed everything Trump did, including yeah. the border wall, including the, the economy, may lose Pennsylvania. Over, over energy and over the pol- the Biden policies that even the Democrat senators here are upset about as far as energy and gas and fuel. Uh, you know, but he was the one who reversed everything Trump did, not the other way around. True.
Very valid. He point. was obsessed with it. By, by the way, let me just say this about he made a reference there, and this has been going around for a couple of days. I'm sure, Dawn, you're all over this, but I, I just wanted to say this. There's this there's this news story that, that went around at CPAC that Donald Trump forgot Melania's name. And you you know me. You know I'm not a Trump apologist. Th- that is the biggest l- BS story I've ever seen. He's talking about who's who's the wife of Matt Schlapp? Mercedes Schlapp, right? Mercedes, yeah. So he is talking about something and he references Mercedes okay. at the same time he's talking about his wife. And people were like, see, he forgot his wife's name. He was referencing somebody else's wife. And they're alleging he called Melania Mercedes. Mercedes yes. Well, Zioli and Opelka were there. Did they confirm this or is, are they saying this is BS? I have no idea. I would love to hear from them because they were there for multiple days. I just I saw the story and I was just like, like really, we're we're doing yeah. this now. Right. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, but he's got to see. Joe's got to be very careful when he takes a shot at Trump. If he's going to start talking about forgetting or using the wrong names, for every time Trump gets something wrong, Joe's done it 113 times. Yeah. So you probably want to stick to like a different topic. Like, if you're jabbing at somebody, like, if me and Greg were to get into a beef, I wouldn't start talking about his hair, because I have none to stand on myself, right? Like, I would go for a different category or a different subject. You probably shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house, Joe, of forgetfulness. That would be my advice. But the crowd ate it. The crowd ate it up. That's all that matters, right? In that, in that setting, yeah, for those people watching that show at 12.35 a.m. Eastern Time or whenever that program comes on, they probably giggled. By the way, 1,400 of you. By the way, Patrick uh, on the YouTube chat says, Hey, I made it in. Hard time finding you guys. Well, welcome. Ah, just glad you made it. Yes. Okay. Patrick. Did we put the... Ooh. Let me ask a question. Did we put the wrong... <laughs> did we put the wrong show in the URL? Like, did we put yesterday show? Is that why yesterday show? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who does that. I think Phil does, does that. Does Phil do that? Yeah. Does Dorenzo do it? I not. No? no, I think Phil does it. All right, because I was... Anyway, YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHE. Between you and Dawn, he gets fired every day. Oh, well, and then we've got the Santa. Anthony, you are fired. Uh, by the way, hats up to Michael Pelka for finding uh, this one. Uh, huh? Jeopardy went woke last night. I saw this. <laughs> so this is, the, it's a little hard to hear because it was recorded off Michael Pelka's TV, <laughs> but uh, good job by him finding this. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to lie. I occasionally watch Jeopardy. I do too. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a Jeopardy fan. I there was there was different portions of my life for little pockets of time where I would watch uh, a little Wheel of Fortune and a little Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, sitting there with my clicker. Um, so one of one of the questions in last night's Jeopardy was this. This is cut a fourteen. Phil, I'll play it. I'll play it a couple times because it's really hard to hear and it goes by really quick. Cut fourteen. Phil, go. Parts of speech six. Zem, Zers, Zemself. Chris, what are pronouns? Those are pronouns. Neo pronouns. You have 62. Oh, my God. See, what Chris should have done there is is when he saw those pop up, he said, you know what? I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Take my 6200 and give it to the guy at the middle podium. Uh, One more time uh, for those who may have missed it. Cut 14. Go. Parts of speech six. Parts of speech. Zem, Zers, Zemself. Chris, what are pronouns? Those are pronouns. Neo pronouns. You have 62. Neo pronouns? Yeah, we've mm-hmm. heard these in the TikTok videos. Yep. There's all sorts of different pronouns that have been created in the last three years. What does that mean, neo pronouns? Uh, I have no idea. I don't. They made I, it all up. It's yeah. It's you a, know when you're a kid and you made like my brother and I, we made up our own language. You know how yeah. you do that? That's what they did. They made up yeah. their own language. 
You know, as I see that clip there and I see the podium, this is where I miss um, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and this is where Turd, this is where Turd Ferguson needs to come out with the funny hat in the podium and just hijack the show right now. <laughs> if you watched SNL in the '90s, you know what I'm talking about. Celebrity Jeopardy. Jeff uh, Jeff writes, Greg, I got right in. Meaning the YouTube. Uh, the only shadow banning is your hair. <laughs> sure, what that means. Ouch. Not I have sure a full mustache and beard. <laughs> not, sure, not sure what that means. <laughs> but if it's an insult to me, I love... Just random swipes. I love people who take shots at me. Hey, head on a swivel, folks. You never know. <laughs> um, By the way, good job to my... It, Jeopardy going woke. I, yeah. That's awful. Yeah, it is. I mean, and the fact that that guy knew it, he buzzed in right away. He did. He, I'm, I bet he's pissed that wasn't the Daily Double. <laughs> <laughs> Can What if he went off and said... Uh, uh, Something like BS phrases that people are trying to make us say that aren't real. Oh, that would have been great. Or something like that. I mean, that guy would have been booked on every talk radio show <laughs> in the country. Um, not many days that I have, uh, that I agree with Dr. Phil. Mm. But yesterday, he may, have, uh, he may have swayed me. Yeah, he's been making sense the last year or so. So he went on The View, and he explained how damaging, harmful, and unnecessary it was to shut down schools during COVID. Of course, the ladies oh. of the view had to uh, had to fight him on this. Ooh, he went into the lion's den. Yeah. Um. By the way, like, does he have a book or something? Why is he? He's like everywhere now. He's he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, he's I saw. been in a lot of spots talking about things that are right of center that a lot of people have uh, shared their views on since 2020. So he's he's kind of like I think Bill Maher, where he's I think starting to become more and more common sense, where it's a lot of this stuff is undeniable and it's yeah. no longer right wing conspiracy chatter. Uh, cut four, Doctor Phil, go. In, in like oh eight oh nine, smartphones came on, and and kids started they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives mm. and so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression anxiety loneliness and suicidality since records have ever been kept mm. and it's just continued on and on and on and then COVID hits 10 years later and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So, there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going there was, on. They were trying to save, they were trying lives, to save kids' well. lives. Stop, Remember, stop. we know a lot of folks who died. Stop during this so it wasn't people weren't laying around bond, but well you know what we're lucky maybe we're lucky they didn't oh, because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be, be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue are you saying no school children died of covid i'm saying it was the safest group they were the less vulnerable yes. group Boom. and they you suffered dummy. and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Yes. And listen to the applause. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. And I think there was, uh, I saw another video clip of a different angle, different version where the, the crowd was really mm -hmm. like, yes, the, the, 
the the risk reward for students was so minuscule the chance of children and yes we know there were some children that died but there's far more people that were set back socially communication skill wise we've seen the scores where they're a grade to a grade and a half to two grades behind and there's many people you can blame i'll blame this one really we got Randy Weingarten oh, out there yeah. playing politics. We've seen her emails be exposed. She says one thing publicly, yet she's advocating on her keyboard for something else to the teachers union. Um, I still don't know that we can truly quantify it yet. We might not know the true impact until 2030. We're never going to as long as that mindset from those ladies is out there. Mm-hmm. Because there's always going to be like, well, we protected people and we saved lives. Like, well, did we, though? Like, did we? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's, it's, I'm glad to see more people coming out and having that thought that we on this radio station had for four years. But it, it, it's still not enough. No. I believe the majority of people think like the ladies on The View do. I totally agree. Remember when Children's Hospital of Philadelphia came out, and this was very unpopular at the time, and they said the, the, their ER, the emergency department, the ICU, was packed mm-hmm. full, not of kids with COVID at all, mm-hmm. kids with self-harm and mental health in, in crisis, that they were packed. And that's when the teachers protested right here in Philadelphia, made national news outside CHOP, because the CHOP um, policy group said in the heat of COVID, exactly what Dr. Phil is now quoting them, basically, and the teachers union was picketing outside of Children's Hospital Philadelphia because all they were saying was the truth. Yep, yep. Look, when the next time we have a pandemic, if the figures and the mortality rates are almost identical to covid uh, we should never, ever, ever again allow any government agency to tell us what businesses are essential and which ones need to close. We should never go back to virtual schooling again. And just here's here's a wild novel concept. Just protect the vulnerable group and let the rest of people go on with their lives. That's not being rude to grandma. Grandma needs I, to stay away from it. Grandma needs to wear a KN95. I got it. She needs to get the booster. I got it. But, you know, a nine-year-old? Doesn't need to have a mask on. Doesn't need the vaccine. Uh, if you if, look, if you're a parent, you can get you do whatever you want. I'm just saying the data overwhelmingly shows it's probably not necessary if your child is healthy. I agree with you and everything you're saying, but I really think that if we really want to understand what happened, we need to do a full decompress and a full breakdown of what happened, how it went wrong, why we did what we did, and the impact and the failures that we 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 did to our children by letting them and look i'm not you know i'm not sitting here saying that i was out there I'm like i don't care anything i kept i kept my son home for a year and a half uh but it wasn't because of covid it was because of of I didn't because you him, and zioli had babies and i didn't want him pandemic. i didn't want to put him into a daycare and have him have to wear a mask for the first year and a half of his life yeah so i emptied my bank account hired a nanny and and we you know we did that for a year and a half because yeah. it, it it made sense for me but yeah. i'm just saying that like we we as a society need to really uh, uh, realize what we did well i think there's a lot of people that have kind of 
moved on from the standpoint of ever expecting accountability, we're never going to have accountability. Like we're ne- Fauci is never going to be held responsible for anything. The pharmaceutical companies have far too much protection in this country from liability. And all these people that were, you know, like the and even the talking heads, like that nut job from Baltimore, Maryland, Dr. Leanna Wen. We should keep the unvaccinated contained in their homes. Election night job. Has she ever been held accountable for a ridiculous? And that's not a talk show host. This is somebody who is a a medical expert. She's a doctor, and she's saying let let's keep the unvaccinated contained to their homes. Uh, by the way, Sergeant Mark Fu, who's on the uh, YouTube chat, says Dr. Phil is trying to start his own network. That's why he's he's going around. Oh, is that right? Like a TV network mm-hmm. or something? I guess he's bilked out the mainstream networks for too many millions. He's got to, <laughs> he's got to dry up. And Margaret, I believe, said that he also has a book out. So oh, I mean, that's why pushing he's, his book. You know, he's pushing his book. By the way, federal data shows COVID-19 uh, less than 1% of all deaths attributed to of children have been attributed to COVID-19, but mm. I would even question how many of those had comorbidities. Yeah, of course. Because exactly. remember, and that was something that Ron DeSantis actually highlighted, was that they get money. They, they, they get the COVID money if they mm-hmm. say, well, they had, yeah, they, they attribute it to COVID, yeah. mm-hmm. even though the kid had cancer. Well, there was, um, and you can find these, they're still floating around on social media or the internet. There's the financial incentives. There's screenshots from these companies that incentivize doctors to recommend the vaccine and the booster. Mm-hmm. For so, if you're, uh, you know, you have a general practice in Bluebell, and uh, you're recommending, you know, the latest Johnson and Johnson or Moderna or Pfizer or whatever company, every time one of your patients would get the latest vaccine or the booster, that doctor gets compensated for it. He's like on a commission. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the warped world we live in in the United States when it comes to big pharma. The incentivization of stuff that really you probably don't need. Uh, Ant Farmer, who I believe is a, a, a troll, says Greg is a loser. Thank well, you, you're buddy. just <laughs> thank you, buddy. You're like a pinata today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a bunch of tootsie rolls pop out of you during a commercial. No, people say. <laughs> I mean, rolls. I say it all the time. Free speech yeah. lives here. I, I I don't censor anybody, even if they're trashing me. By the way, another another thing I was never a big fan of was the pinata. Where I love swinging and hitting oh, the pinata. Go. But when it finally busted and all the candy ran out and fell out, all the kids diving on the floor for it. Like, I just wanted to be the one to hit the, the last hit that, you know, yeah. you know, bust the dam. Do you put pennies in there, too? No. I, threw, I, used to, I used to throw pennies in the wishing well at the mall. <laughs> now I wish I had some of those pennies. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. Bidenomics, baby. It's a good point. Uh, Joy Reid thinks we have too many kids in the world. I have two, I, I have two myself. <laughs> um... She says, why do we need more kids? Because there's, you know, so many people in this world already. Mm. Um, She thinks it's to make them do the work that migrants are doing now. (laughs) She's an angry woman. And she's... Joy Reid, was, she was on The View, or is this on her show? No, the, it looks like this is a hostage video of some sort. Oh, this she's is, at AOC's apartment. Yeah, I, it looks like she went on X and uh, gave this video. Uh, from the toilet. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hopefully, uh, you're not having trouble getting on the YouTube uh, page, because a lot of people are. But if you are we, having trouble with Joy Reid coming up, now's the time you want to lose transmission. We believe, we believe, uh, we believe we're being shadow banned. 
uh, somebody said that they they may have realized that uh, that we're a we're a free speech station. The show's so getting too might, popular, <laughs> they, folks. They might want to shadow ban us next. Okay, c- cut one here. Uh, Joy Reid on why do we need more kids? Cut one. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. And they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Wow. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Wow. I, I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> right, first of all, Tommy Tupperville, for those who don't know, is a, I believe, a congressman in Alabama. He used to be, he's either a congressman or a senator. He used to be the uh, the head football coach at Auburn University. You're talking about Tommy Tuberville? Tommy Tuberville, yeah. Uh, a I grew senator. Up watching, grew up watching him uh, beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. But anyway, uh, I would ask two questions. One, Joy, what's with the Donald Trump look hair right now? That, that's a very interesting look for her. Also, you make a lot of money. Like that, that middle bottom tooth that's a little different. Can we we Invisalign that sucker and get that thing lined up? That's that's painful to sit through. (laughs) I don't understand what her beef is, though. So is Tuberville saying that we need to procreate more with children? Where is the where does this procreate with children or procreate to have more children? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, crank out more kids. (laughs) Basically, Um, is she is she claiming that Tuberville is um, encouraged? Like, where what's the source of this? I think she's I think she's basically saying that the they. Want the the Republicans and conservatives are saying we no more room at the end. We're full. Ten million people, seven million people were let right, in. I under got that. I got Joe Biden's that. watch. So if we're full at the end, why why do you want to make people have more kids by making your uh, healthcare and your compa- abortion I mean, more? We're comparing like apples to kiwis here. We're talking about illegal immigrants versus just, building your own family. I'm just trying to joysplain to you. Yeah, no, I, I just we need a lot of interpretation as to where that. And by the way, that that number that she throws out of ten million that could very well be accurate it's being reported that it's 7.2 or 7.3 million that could be underestimated that's what we know right well those are the counted ones right so it's estimated that if you if you think about and this is from the border control of of officials the border security officials they've said that they they guesstimate that as many as three million more but they don't know could have been the gotaways that they couldn't count them okay 
So that's that's why people are saying nine to ten. Yeah. But the ones who they've actually counted are it's seven point three million. Yeah. I tell you, I don't know what it is with joys. The last thing I think of when I hear Joy Reed or Joy Behar is joy. Like you bring me joy to my life. You're a joy to be around. They're just so angry about everything all the time. It's really fascinating how they hate their lives. Like I would think Joy Behar and Joy Reed should have a lot of things that they should be happy about. Yeah. They got the president they want in office. Their bank account looks nice. Yeah. Hell, Joy Joy Behar's I think Joy's like 81, 82. She's still she's far more with it than Joe Biden is. It's a good point. You know? Nick. Yep. It's a very good point. I would be counting my blessings if I was Joy Behar. By the way, Senator Tuberville had tweeted out the sound that Greg just played and said it's a badge of honor. Oh, that Joy went after him? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a badge of honor that Joy yeah. Reid would say this. Yeah. And you hear her disdain for the state of Alabama as well. Yeah. She's she's really on this kick the last couple of weeks, especially in primary season. Boy, she really does not like the white evangelical Christian, does she? You could just, the way she frames and positions, she just, she has a, a, a certain spot in her heart for you people. <sighs> well, she's, I, I, I was trying to look up. I don't think that she has children. She has three. She does have three yeah. children. Yeah. yeah, she has three. That's what I was trying to look up. Yeah. to the father. Yeah, but she, poor guy. You know, she's somebody who it just the way she sang it is. You think that she doesn't have children? She yeah, sounds like she she's in, hates children or something. It's like, <laughs> oh my! Imagine, I mean, obviously, she's, well, I have children and I hate children. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, he obviously Tuberville is somebody who's pro life, and they're yeah. talking about IVF and. Imagine being Joy Reed's husband, and it's a it's a Friday night. You've had a couple of glasses of wine. You pop a few blue chews, and then <laughs> and then you look at that little toupee she's got on that looks oh. like Donald Trump's hair. Oh, I mean I, that that'll deflate you pretty quickly, right? Oh man, get blue chew now. I think that's the only thing that blue chew can't conquer is Joy <laughs> oh, Reed. Jesus, man. Where you, Blue Chew oh goes God, to die. <laughs> Florida is where woke are so, goes to die. You are so mean, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the more serious things here. So, yes. the, the man that is charged with a horrifying murder of 22-year-old Lakin Riley is an illegal immigrant, immigrant Excuse me, from what, uh, what country? I believe Venezuela, Venezuela, right? He crossed on the southern border on September 8th, 2022. So this is Joe Biden. We went in the Wayback Machine on September 20th, 2022, about uh, when he was asked a question about immigrants coming to Venezuela, going back to Venezuela. He said this. This is cut six. Phil, go. On the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never have, there are fewer, there are fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, ah. Cuba, and Nicaragua. Mm. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. Got it. Uh. You could send them back and have them wait. We're working with Mexico and other countries to see if we can stop the flow. But that's the difference. Not rational to send that's them back. That's right. Uh, that was September 20th, mm-hmm. 2022. This this uh, this gentleman came across the border yep. September 8th, 2022. I remember that clip because Joe was trying to make an exit for the door. He, he thought he was on his way out and he had to come back. And then, by the way, the sign language person on the right of that video, I think she was actually signing everything that the president just said is complete and total BS. By the way, if you want, if you are uh, the Trump campaign and you're listening right now, and I know you are... Um, 
take that clip, put a mugshot of this guy or whatever they got of this guy up, yep. and put that woman, uh, Lincoln Riley, a picture of her up, make a, make an ad out of that. I, just I saying. totally agree. I said yesterday, if I'm Donald Trump, I go to Athens, Georgia. I hold a um, rally or uh, an event in her honor. I, I truly think, I mean, w- think about what we have seen where... The economics of the election, the economy, was the number one issue. And then we got to Iowa. Then we got to Nevada. Then we got to New Hampshire. And all of a sudden, in those states, the number one issue became immigration. Mm -hmm. It had surpassed the economy. Now you factor in everything we've seen in the last couple of weeks in New York City, officers being assaulted. There was also somebody in Virginia... Um, that I think was sexually assaulted by an illegal immigrant also from Venezuela. I saw that on the news yesterday. And now I, I really think the Lake and Riley thing is the tipping point. I think now you're seeing, as we mentioned earlier, 53% of Americans want the wall finished. First time ever in the Monmouth poll that a majority of Americans want the wall done. We've talked about it, and Greg, you've positioned it. It's pretty much abortion versus immigration. Yep. And now all of a sudden, and maybe immigration is not enough, and maybe immigration, the economy, crime, wars, all of that combined, maybe all of that's not enough to beat abortion the, in an election. But yesterday, this past weekend is the tipping point. The thing with abortion and immigration and why I think it's these two issues that are going to determine the election, uh, whichever base comes out more for each of these subjects, is because both of them, I believe, are – you can be a Republican and uh, support – um, uh, the 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 not support the Dobbs decision. You can be uh, a, a liberal and not support what's happening in immigration. So they they're the ultimate swing crossover crossover issues for some people. Mm-hmm. Now I I get it. Ninety percent of conservatives won't budge on that issue. I'm I'm talking about moderate Republicans mm-hmm. for that issue who might vote for Trump, but because of the Dobbs decision, won't or might vote for Biden, but because of the immigration won't. Those are the people that are going to decide this election. I would just love to see polling and what independents think is the bigger issue for voting, immigration or abortion, because it could very well come down to those small little slivers of independence in in swing states. But I think in this case, and by the way, there's there's a new affidavit, there's new information about this killer from Venezuela that uh, how brutal... Um, how brutal this murder was that he dragged her into a wooded area and her and disfigured her skull and so this was an extremely violent vicious crime and and so we await those autopsy reports and we should get more information this week but the fact that this guy was in custody multiple times, the fact that NYPD picked him up, he was charged involving a, 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 ju- a juvenile or child in that in that alleged crime, the fact that they paroled this guy and put him back out on the streets, I think that they need to make the point that these sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, sanctuary counties are putting these dangerous predators right back out on our streets. And they have to do it state by state. So he crossed the border where Trump is going, which is appropriate, right there in El Paso. Mm -hmm. And to say that, yeah, he may, you know, I'm here in El Paso and this is where these predators, some of them, not all of them, but that's why we have to vet these individuals. Mm -hmm. But if they aren't allowed to vet them here at the gate, they're coming for you. They're coming for your kids, your neighbors, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they have to, you know, Cavalcante, who we've talked about. Yep. 
the, that community right here in Chester County, uh, the woman he murdered didn't ha- her life could be saved. Mm-hmm. And and yet, how many crimes do do I not even necessarily? I don't even know it's an illegal. Mm-hmm. Because their policy is that they don't release that. Yep. So unless you, as the news reporter, look it up, and it you have to you have to basically you have to make the call. It's not going to be anywhere in print, mm-hmm. and say, "Is this individual a legal citizen?" Yep. So until we start putting pressure on the media as well yep. to report this properly, until we have laws to say it needs to be in there, is this individual a citizen, and why aren't you tracking it, then we don't even know who among us. Well, you know what really needs to happen, and we, we talk about this in different facets of elections and voting. We need to have Republicans that need to start fighting as tenaciously and as dirty as Democrats do. And I'm not talking just about taking advantage of mail-in ballots like Democrats do. You know what you need to do with Lake and Riley? You need to do the same thing that Democrats did for George Floyd. You need to make that a political issue. And as pathetic and sad as that is, I was just going to say you it, need to politicize. It's it. so sad that we're sitting here talking about a human life like this. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like we're like, well, we need to make a political issue out of it. I get what you're saying, and I'm I'm not blaming you because I said the same thing. They need to make issues out of this. But it's 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 sad that we've come to this. It's like this poor young woman was brutally murdered by mm-hmm. this degenerate who shouldn't yep. have even been here and we're saying like let's make a political issue out of it yep uh i mentioned the uh, assault in virginia i found the story it was 13 hours ago i saw this this was on fox news venezuelan migrant illegally in u.s charged for sexual assault against a minor renzo mendoza montez 32 taken into ice custody facing charges of sexual assault against a minor uh, one more cut, and then we should get to Dawn's big three at eight. Um, eight thirty. <laughs> um, eight thirty-two. But uh, by the way, if you're uh, streaming live right now on YouTube, if you had trouble, if you're listening on the Odyssey app or twelve ten WPHE, if you had trouble finding the YouTube show today, we know the issues. We're hoping to get it worked on you. You just have to go and click on the twelve ten WPHT. Uh, page and it should come right up, but it doesn't come up in your feed for whatever reason. I think we're being shadow banned, so everybody just flood flood YouTube right now, uh, just so maybe we can reset the whatever algorithm uh, made this go kablooey. You like that? Uh, kablooey, 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 kablooey. Um, you mentioned earlier, Nick, about how stores now instead of arresting criminals or locking up criminals, they're locking up deodorant. Yeah, lock up right? the products. Uh, well, this store in San Francisco now has a barrier when you walk in. So you walk into the store and there's a giant table set up, so you can't go past it, and you need to be accompanied by a staff member. Oh my god! To go shopping in that store, so you cannot go shopping on your own in that store. A a a staff member needs to come with you and go shopping. This is the news report for that. This is cut five. Phil, go. For a few hours every day, this is what you'll find entering Fredrickson's <laughs> Hardware and Paint. Like a barricade. <laughs> the table alerts customers to wait for assistance at the door. A move that's being attributed to, quote, rampant shoplifting. It's pretty bad. I mean, the uh, dollar amounts... Are pretty significant. Oh, he's got the and mask on. Tools, and now we're getting snatched. <laughs> he just lost credit. Come in and take hold displays. So it's getting kind of dangerous for the employees and the customers. Store manager Sam Black says for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening, an employee will work with an individual customer. The table serves as a way to keep potential thieves from moving freely in and out of the store. We just want to make it 
uncomfortable for the thieves so they go somewhere else. Oh my God. Black says over his 24 years of working at Fredrickson's, the theft is the worst it has ever been. Staff has had to drill down pots and pans to keep shoplifters from swiping them. Mm-hmm. They've also had to put in locking systems to keep people from pocketing tools and other household hardware. One customer telling Cron 4 off camera that the situation is just sad. Yeah, people aren't happy. The regulars just, um, they can't believe it. Like, we can't believe it, but, you know, they've been really understanding. Black says he and his staff had to try something because they had not much success getting help from city leaders or the police. At this point, the one-on-one shopping experiment has been going on for three weeks. Black says they'll review the results after a month. Just had to do something. California, wow. baby. California, baby. Can you imagine? I mean, those tables there that prevent you from walking in, <laughs> Fredrickson's the store has a bigger deterrent with a table than we have as the the southern border <laughs> wall. <laughs> it's more difficult to get into Fredrickson's than it is to get into the United States. That's not inclusive. Yeah, it's not inclusive. Uh, right. Yeah, Mr. Right. Black, I need a, a bottle of Pine Soul. Uh, come right this way, aisle four, sir. I'll take you right to get it. <laughs> but think about this in a, on a more serious note. Think about if you're a small business owner, and I'm assuming that this is a small business, you lose all the people that just kind of go in your store yep. and look around and say, oh, I need this, or oh, yep. I, I... Because... You go in there and you say, they say, what do you need? And you're like, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. want to look. Yep. And Nobody's going to do that. If the big corporate companies and the big chains are leaving the Bay Area, I'm assuming that was somewhere in, in San Francisco or roughly in that area. If those companies can't afford to stay, Fredrickson's, I got news for you. They're going to be out of business very quickly. Sure. If the mom and pops can't, if the big bot, if Walgreens is out, mm-hmm. Joe's Corner Store is out. 100%. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's just sad. It, we have to bolt down the the frying pans. <laughs> you can't even everybody, if somebody tries to rob you, you can't even take the pan Nick, off the shelf and hit him in the head with it. Nick, everybody must eat, okay? You have to really understand that it's not it's not their fault. That everybody must eat. They just, they just need bread for their kids. Exactly isn't, right. Isn't that what AOC said? That's what she said. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you what. <laughs> what a world we live in. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for uh, round one of the cut sheet. We'll come back, get to Dawn's big three. Now let's get to the big three now. Oh, let's get to oh, it right, right now. now. Dawn Stenzel's big three <laughs> at 834. It's the big three at eight on Kale and Company. And number one, we are talking about what's going on in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and beyond. My computer froze. Sorry about that. On this rainy, warm evening, that's what we're headed for today. So let's talk about it as we... Oh, sorry, my computer froze on the big three. The big three needs blue blue (laughs) chew. I'm so sorry. Boy, they're getting a lot of love, aren't they? I know, right? drive struggling? (laughs) Thank God. You need more RAM? Hey, guys. Mm. So, number one, I will take you to this. Uh, President Joe Biden says he now hopes there will be a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict by next Monday. So, that's the latest number we have. And TikTok as well. We have uh, a potential government shutdown. We're going to run out of money by Friday if they don't come to a deal. So we've got that going on. Number two, some of our Philadelphia Phillies, because we've been talking about baseball, spring training, they got rear-ended. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Wow. They took one in the fanny. The fanny. <laughs> they, uh, literally, they did. They got rear-ended. That's the story. Yeah. So this happened. They were headed I-95. They were headed north out of the west coast of Florida, 
And this was their bus carrying our precious Philadelphia Phillies. I wonder and if I- it was Tony Bruno and Miss Robin that rear end. <gasps> we'll find out tomorrow at 830. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I bet you he'll have a great take, a local oh, take on this yeah, one. Yeah, he's going to be all baseballed up. I'm going to have to reel him in tomorrow like a big marlin. <laughs> So I don't know what was, if somebody was liquored up. We don't know the cause of this, but a car rear-ended the Phillies bus. And so they had their big spring training, one of their games against the Red Sox. This was in Fort Myers, Florida. If you're familiar, maybe Susie Cool was there, maybe Tony, Bruno, and Miss Robin. But carrying the players and the staff... And it was hit right near the on-ramp onto I-75 North. All right, so Bryce Harper will be out for another two weeks. (laughs) Stop. Oh, there goes the Phillies' win total of 89.5. I took the over. That's a loser. Now, here's the good news. Nobody was injured. Ah, good. Okay? That's good. So nobody was injured. Everybody's okay. John Brazier's okay? John Brazier giving out some uh, Asher's chocolates. We got that going for us, which is nice. (laughs) It's almost almost Brazier season. We'll be seeing him soon. I know, right? Yeah. I can't wait. Maybe it was Brazier driving the vehicle that hit the bus. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, is he on Poor the bus? Yeah, I don't know. No, we don't know the circumstances. How do you run into a bus? I know. <laughs> it's That's ridiculous. I know. It's because people aren't paying attention, yeah, right? Because they're on their stinking device. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's slow down in traffic. I need to see if anybody texted me or emailed me because I'm so important. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get to a point one day where... You know, you have those breathalyzers for people with DUI history. If if it can be proven that you are in an accident because of a phone, mm. you're going to have to, you you will only be able to start your vehicle if your phone is in one of those little sockets on the dashboard. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. How about that for safety. Much like a breathalyzer. I like that. Yeah. Probably so, a bit too intrusive. But yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> big government nanny state in the kale. <laughs> Put the phone down. So a couple of follow-ups on Nick Hale's favorite person, Taylor Swift. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I'll be at the bathroom. You guys can wrap this up. His daughters love Taylor Swift. So a couple of follow-ups. So the other day, I know we were, we were um, talking about the fact that Kelsey's dad, our own Jason Kelsey, and, and you know, I almost called him Taylor Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, their dad was defending against Bethany Frankel, who was putting down their marriage plans or whatever, and so, and so, actually, Mr. Ed Kelsey was pushing back on Bethany, and that was pretty funny. Well, now it's Taylor's dad. So Taylor Swift's dad is reacting to these allegations that her dad, Scott Swift, had assaulted these photographers down under, oh, meaning oh. Australia. Oh, okay. So she's in concert in in Australia, and there were all these these photographers. Oh, he was punching us. Taylor's dad was punching us. It was terrible. Well. No, they're pushing back saying, no, that in fact, it was the other way around. They were being assaulted. Dad was being assaulted and the photographers got what was coming to them. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of drama surrounding this, uh, this click, this group lately. You notice that it's just more than just, you know, oh, well, uh, Taylor's dating Travis. A lot of drama with all these Klingons and accessories and family members. This is why the story nauseates me, to be honest. The truth, I think, is that this is why they have to hire security details. Yeah. You know, because if you're Taylor Swift's dad, people see dollar signs mm-hmm. and they think, oh, let's sue, buddy. You know what I mean? And so they, um, I would always have cameras around. I would have, you have to have all that security mm-hmm. because they're going to try to sue you. Remember, they tried to sue Gwyneth Paltrow. That's right. And she fought back and won in court, mm-hmm. by the way. Yep. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of this story of Don Jr., 
Don Trump Jr., mm-hmm. the story that he opened an envelope, had white powder. They're saying it wasn't deadly, but it was some kind of a white... He received a letter with what, a threat. What was that? Anthrax when uh, yeah. right after 9-11? 2001. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Was it a gift from the White House? Maybe it was that kind of maybe, white powder? Maybe it was Hunter's cocaine. It you was, know? It, there was a death threat note in there, too. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. Are we buying that? Yeah. Okay. I'm always suspect of, of when people receive those things. Yeah. Sometimes I think they're planted for no. attention. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it was a legit. I mean, I the authorities are investigating it. Yeah. And it happens probably more than we Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. But um but with celebrities, but there are copycats, which is why sometimes they won't report it. In this one, the police chose to release that and then they're confirming it. Okay. But yeah, I think this is a now, now, are they just busting his chops? Were they plotting it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If they catch that person and fingerprint it, yeah. that person's going to face felony charges. So, bright, sunny day. Tonight, the rain moves mm. in. Kale and Company, Big Three. All right, Dawn, thank Wet you very much. Wet and warm this evening. <laughs> 855-839-1210. We will come back, wrap up the hour with a story from Wendy's. Uh-oh. And then... We've had a lot of heavy stuff. We've done a lot of numbers, a lot of polls, a lot of data. Going to lighten it up a little bit. I've got a Wendy's story, and we have a Mary Poppins story. Uh-oh. You're not going to get this for 20 minutes on talk radio anywhere else, folks. <laughs> this is the kind of exclusive that makes Kale and Company shadow banned on YouTube. And we're back after this. <laughs> Stay right there. Yeah, I've been talking about the rain. It feels like springtime. How's your lawn doing? When choosing a lawn care service, doesn't it just make sense to hire a company that provides better results and is also safer for your family. And remember your pets, my buddy boy. He's getting up there. I need to make sure that there are no harsh chemicals on my lawn. And that's why I choose Natural Lawn of America. That's my lawn care company. Natural Lawn's environmentally friendly approach to lawn care has been creating green lawns quickly and more naturally and with fewer weeds since 1987. Unlike other one-size-fits-all companies, Their technicians will work to determine the specific needs of your lawn. Natural Lawn's exclusive organic, and you know I love this, organic-based products are designed to work with nature, not against it, which means they're safer for every member of your family, even your furriest ones. So kick the chemical lawn habit. Get started today with Natural Lawn's safer products and programs. Just take advantage of their limited-time offer right now, free seeding every year. Just schedule Natural Lawn's full-service program. You get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED, 800-F-R-E-E-S-E-E-D. You know, I have neighbors come over and they say, oh, what's going on with the bees and the hummingbirds? Then they look out the window and they go, oh my gosh, look at that, a hummingbird. I don't have any of these issues that people talk about, and I believe this is why. So seriously, Natural Lawn of America, choose my lawn care company, Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Tell Dawn St. You. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Tuesday morning, the segment brought to you by Budget Blinds. BudgetBlinds.com, your one-stop shop for blind shade, shutter, custom drapery, and motorization. Free in-home consultations and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection, Online, budgetblinds.com. Wendy's and Mary Poppins will have to wait because when the FBI gets involved in something and it's breaking news, we must delve Uh in. 
Greg Stalker has been alerted to something, and I believe we will also have the visual of this on YouTube. Mr. Stalker, why don't you tee up this uh, inside information that was given to us by a listener? So, listener um, Anne-Marie wrote to us, and she alerted us to an FBI post that wants to let everybody know. Serious stuff. Get ready, folks. Serious stuff, okay? This is a... uh, There's a lot of retail theft. We just played that video clip from San Francisco where they actually have to... um, have staff people escort shoppers around because yep. they're we have uh, here in Philadelphia and everywhere else they're locking up items. Well, the FBI is taking this seriously, and they have a photo oh, uh, of the suspects. Of the suspects, go to YouTube.com/slash/at1210wphd if you want to see this. YouTube.com/slash/at1210wphd. Uh, Philip, my friend, if you would like to put it up right now, uh, there we go. Do we have it? Let's see here. Three and two and no, one. He doesn't have it. Oh, he doesn't have it. All right, oh, boy. <laughs> glad, we, glad, we, <laughs> glad we punted okay. on two stories to get to <laughs> okay. the big breaking news. No, that we don't have. Dun, 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 so, if you're not uh, able to see it on YouTube, uh, I will describe it, and eventually it'll probably get up there. Uh, the FBI's official Twitter feed, surprisingly, at FBI, says higher prices, mm-hmm. dangerous products, and closing businesses. Dangerous products? What, what is that? What are we selling like uh, machetes? These are just some of the impacts organized retail theft has on everyday Americans. Learn what the hashtag FBI does to combat these crimes on the federal level to protect shoppers across the country. There's a link to a website, and then there are two individuals, two females, in some sort of retail store I, at first glance, I thought that was Caitlin Collins and Dana Bash <laughs> doing like kind of like a bipartisan CNN, um, uh, Fox News, actually Dana Perino, I should say, uh, bipartisan uh, retail hit job. These are two of the most beautiful women, <laughs> well dressed, well dressed ladies I have ever seen. <laughs> I would be willing to venture they probably will not vote for Donald Trump. This right here is probably the picture of women that are Trump's worst nightmare. But, you know, for whatever reason, call me crazy, I haven't seen many smashing grabs throughout (laughs) corporate America at any of these big stores by ladies wearing Burberry scarves. Oh, there it is. It's on YouTube. All right. There we go. Look at these two women. (laughs) Dawn, do you see these and at first I thought, well, maybe they're trying to imply these are the victims of the higher prices, but you clearly see her... (laughs) Trying to put steal something something in her lapel of her thousand dollar wool designer coat. We are so afraid, guys. We are so afraid of offending anybody. Well, except uh, uh, suburban attractive women. Yes, we don't mind offending them. If you are a straight white cis male, you are. You can. They will do anything to you. You are full blast, full speed. You are in. You are the object of their hatred. But any other group, we cannot bother to offend them. This is amazing. It's amazing. Well, because here's let's, let's let's call it what it is. Because if the FBI had put this picture up there with somebody that was not white, yep. you would have every squad dem, mm-hmm. Al Sharpton, every race hustler in the world. Screaming from the highest mountaintop yep, yep. with Zioli's megaphone yep. uh, and just blaring it on blast 24 yep. 7. Yeah, and one woman is a blonde haired, blue eyed woman, and the other one is a white woman who has light brown, pale brown hair. And they probably, you know, these are probably not even real people. 
This is probably now, an AI are, creation. Yeah, yeah, no, they're a hundred percent Google AI. It, uh, yes. Yeah, because yeah, what actor wants to be in the FBI commercial <laughs> for I'm a shoplifter? It's funny too because if you really think about it, we we had the story last week or maybe it was earlier this week. I don't remember. I'm losing track of days. Uh, where where Google's Gemini is basically making every every person of history yes. an African American. That's correct. But with this, we made all the shoplifters white. But with this, we got all the white people. <laughs> and if you look at their story on the FBI, they begin with smash and grab. Now, uh-huh. I've I've had several smash and grabs to vehicles over the years, and I'm sure that the suspects, if they had caught them, look exactly like these two women. <laughs> Like and plus, why, why don't, why doesn't anybody say, oh, really? Are all these crimes being committed by females? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, all the crimes in Philadelphia, the the uh, so called so called cartel organized yep. crime. Yeah, these young women, uh-huh. young women, young women, these young maga chicks. <laughs> she's, she's putting something in her coat. So these, around. she's sticking like a Gucci <laughs> Louis Vuitton purse inside of her trench coat. I don't know. Is that a trench oh, coat? I've, I haven't been up. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah. It's like a pea coat, isn't it? Yeah, it's like oh, a yeah. nice little red scarf. Yeah, of course. Well, there is some diversity to this. Let's be honest. We, got a, we, got a, we have a brunette and a blonde. <laughs> but she's not even a dark hair brunette. <laughs> That's true. It's like a. It's like a light. What's that called? Light light brown or yeah, light blonde, okay. and and so they're maybe early twenties, yeah. mid twenties. <laughs> These. This is the profile. Of a serial criminal yeah, in really America. Is. I never knew the FBI was trying to shoot for a CSG score. <laughs> I didn't think they were subscribed to that subscription service. The, cl- Maybe, the, cl- okay. the clowns of the FBI, man, they should be ashamed of themselves. Another honestly. reason why they we, we should uh, de- deconstruct them is Vivek Ramaswamy has been demanding. <laughs> Maybe this is a recruitment thing, like, hey, come work for the FBI. This is who you're going to frisk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, Dawn. See? Yeah, Always look right. at the positive side of things. <laughs> that's right. I like it. There you go. Hot young chicks. Yeah. <sighs> God, man, what a world we live in. Uh, YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD if you want to see it. Um, if you... Uh, Can't believe Caitlin Collins is a shoplifter. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, unbelievable. isn't it? All right. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on Michigan Primary Tuesday. We will come back and I'll get to this Wendy's story as well as Mary Poppins in the news. We've got our morning mystery movie clip. Speaking of movies, a lot of fun coming up here in the final hour on a Tuesday morning. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Yeah, this is the time of year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. Just call my friends at QC Kinetics. Call them now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. It's a fact. QC Kinetics is transforming lives. Their advanced treatments harness your own body's ability to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. Pro athletes, they've been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you, for me, for all of us. You can walk, you can run, you can climb stairs, play golf, move again, do whatever you want to do pain-free. No pain pills, no risky surgery. This is an all-natural solution. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients. So many of you have told me, Dawn, I'm feeling good. I'm getting, I was just talking talk to a guy who's like, oh man, I'm out in the golf course. We're, we're in the sixties. We got record high weather. I mean, so many of you have reclaimed your mobility. 
Take the action now. Live your best life this spring and summertime. It's a great use of your tax refund check, by the way. Just call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation. Put it on the calendar. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. Just call. Tell Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, as we welcome everybody back in. <laughs> Nick, Dawn, and Greg. It's been an interesting Tuesday. Here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, the free Odyssey app, and streaming live on YouTube. 855-839-1210. Morning mystery movie clip in less than 20 minutes. What's on the cut sheet part? Do who won Twitter today? What's on tap for the Dawn Show? Today in music history, all still on the way. If you missed any of the show this morning, where have you been? We start at 6 a.m. Odyssey Rewind app is always available for you. Uh, opened up the show this morning talking about the primary tonight in Michigan between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, but really the primary dominance of Trump, yet the general concern of Trump also. Uh, some a lot of different polling data that we looked at in the first hour, uh, swing states, uh, also how people would view Trump if convicted in court in any of his charges with his three cases that are ongoing. Uh, and then, of course, also looking at the fact that both Donald Trump and Joe Biden will be at the southern border together on Thursday, not technically together. Joe will be in one location Trump will be in another. And for the first time ever, a majority of Americans in favor of the wall. Uh, Also, the latest fallout from the horrific murder in Athens, Georgia, and also media coverage for that, as well as Shane Gillis following his performance on Saturday night. A couple of interesting stories. We just talked about what the FBI uh, posted on their official Twitter feed. Uh, If you missed that, you can see the picture on, uh, I think, Dawn, you had tweeted it out. I tweeted it out as well to give you a good laugh as to uh, who are the usual suspects when it comes to these retail smash and grabs. Uh, But I also think there's two other very interesting stories. Uh, One in the world of fast food, and then also a timeless classic with Mary Poppins. I want to start with the Wendy's one. And Wendy's, you know, sponsor on this station, great place. Um, but it doesn't even matter to me that it's Wendy's. It could be McDonald's, it could be Burger King, it could be Subway, it could be any place. Um, I'm not sure that this is going to go over well. Now, truth be told, uh, it has been years and years and years since I've went through either a Wendy's, uh, McDonald's. The last time I actually had any fast food was when we did the Burger King impossible whopper challenge that uh greg and i uh took part in good for you by the way yeah i'm not i i've been my, out of the, the fast food game for a long time my son loves wendy's so i mean i think to be honest i think the last time i genuinely had fast food was probably when i was still in nashville between 18 and 22 and it probably would have been chick-fil-a well, uh, don't you get pizza every week but I don't consider pizza from a mom and pop spot to be fast. Oh, no, you're. Wrong. Do you consider that fast food? Hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Yes. Anything you're not eating at home or making yourself is fast food. So you would consider, um, and I don't want to drop all sorts of names, but we'll just do it just because we're going down this road anyway. So if you went to like uh, like PJ Wellahan's and you got wings to go, would you consider that fast food? Yes. Really? So any restaurant you consider fast food? Anything that you can get fast is fast food, right? I see. I disagree. I think I think your drive-through pop-up places 
McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Sonic. That, to me, would be fast food. I would not consider, like, uh, Frank's Pizza to be fast food. I, would, I think uh, of fried. Really? F- really? Fried is fast food? Yeah. Okay. I think quick and trash. It's so, quick and bad for you. So, Dawn, you would not consider pizza fast food? Now, see, if it's, like, from Pizza Hut or Domino's, then yes. I would say fast food. No, it doesn't matter but, where it's from. No, if it's... Come on, if it's the br- in the brick oven... Yeah, and it's like the, you know, hundred percent. So Zioli's got a little coal-fired yeah. pizza going. Is that fast food? That's not fast food. I don't no, think it's fast food because he's making it home. Anything you don't make at home and eat out, unless you're sitting down at a restaurant, you know, in with a three-course meal, is fast food. Well, that makes no sense. You can buy all the, you can buy all the TGI Friday stuff. Yeah, in the frozen section at the Acme yep. and take it home. Acme. If you're making it at home, it's not fast food. It is fast food if it's the, in the TGI so Friday would you box. Say, would you say Red Lobster's fast food? Yes. <laughs> boy, boy, everybody's everybody's harping on me. You are wrong. Greg is <laughs> wrong. No, I'm not wrong. How dare you? I'm so they're saying they're, they're saying you're wrong. Yes, me. Well, you are yeah, wrong on this wrong. one. Absolutely wrong. Hey, uh, Zeus, Greg is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, Zeus had an issue with me last week. Remember? Yeah. No, what? it's fine. I, I'm I'm just you're you're both absolutely wrong to say that. Pizza is not fast food. Pizza is absolutely Depends fast food. Pizza. Depends on the quality it does not of who depend. makes it. Oh, no, it doesn't. Some pizza. Fast food, uh-huh. fast food is not a a dirty word. Like y- You can be f- fast food and, and still have good food. We might not get to the actual issue at hand because we're going to get caught up, on, which is fine. Sorry, that's I, my fault. No, no, it's fine because I didn't think you would have a stance like that. Hey, <laughs> we, could do, we could debate that all day. Um, and, and Dawn can continue on fixing her computer. Um, was your computer still on the fritz? No, it's. I, I think I got it okay. back together. All but right. So, by the way, Anthony, what about buffets? Are buffets fast food? Buffets a buffet? are not fast food, no. See, because you're I, eating I, there. Well, I mean, I, I remember the old. There was a place up in Lehigh Valley for years called Old Country Buffet. It was kind of like a not. It was like a knockoff it's, lower it's version. Just, it's not just in Lehigh Valley. It's I've everywhere. never, I've never seen an Old Country Buffet other than Allentown. I see Golden Corrals. I always thought it was like a knockoff, Nick. like uh, Golden Corral. Uh, you need to get out more, pal. I, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm limited. I really am. Um, so, all right. So you consider that fat. You don't consider that fast food. I, I would say, I, I tell you what, as much as I love food, I'm anti-buffet. The only time I'm buffet is if it's complete seafood. I am. Everybody, At the ocean. Everybody is talking that, that I'm wrong. <laughs> So well, you fine. are. You're a thousand percent wrong. That's I'm not. But you can fight with them in the chat. You type away. Um, so Wendy's, what they are doing, and I, I think they're going to face a lot of pushback to this, is they are going to put together a new um, Uber surge style menu where if you've ever tried to get an Uber, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget this when I went back down to Nashville for Thanksgiving at uh, for, for Thanksgiving. And we were looking at the Uber prices because we went down for the Monday night game. We were going to stay at this really nice hotel, Kristen and I. We were going to watch the Chiefs and Eagles at this at the hotel bar, have dinner, some snacks, and whatever. And we didn't want to drive down, so we we ultimately ended up driving down. It was the time I had the terrible stomach bug yeah. in the hotel. Oh, gosh. And uh, we were looking at the Uber prices, and we um, in, in Nashville we were only about seventeen, eighteen minutes. It's about eleven miles from like the heart of downtown Nashville with the skyline, and we were looking at the uber prices and uber if you've ever used it before you know this during peak hours i mean you could get an uber at one time of day where it might cost you 13 dollars and 80 cents and then later on in the day it might be 54 dollars, depending on the demand for ubers so they're going to try doing this experiment with wendy's 
where they are going to have the same item at different times of the day that cost more. Um, Wait, what? what? Yes. I don't know, if Phil, uh, Phil, if you don't have this, that's fine, because I didn't ask you for this in advance. I'm sending it to him right now. Okay, because Wendy's, what they will do, and you'll see this, this graph, um, a, you know, an item at 6 a.m. will cost more at 9 a.m., that same item will peak in price at noon, so when everybody's out for their lunch break, and then it'll gradually dip down to the same prices it was around 9 a.m. at 3 p.m. with what they're calling off-peak pricing, and then it'll skyrocket back up again, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and then it'll dip down and peter out at 9 o'clock all the way through midnight when... People all of a sudden get angry and throw their their milkshakes back at people through the drive through window. I, I, you know, that's to me, I, it feels to me like a price gouge is my initial reaction. And I think a lot of Americans will not be happy with this. Those that are on their lunch break. And think about our lady yesterday, how triggered she was she at was. Wendy's. Yeah. She was mad. She goes to Wendy's every day for lunch. I mean, she guys, was flipping over into the ketchup packets. Guys, isn't this just supply and demand? I mean, isn't this just capitalism? But I mean, we do this, but right? That, that's where we are, where we're going to gouge people at fast food restaurants now for peak for peak pricing. So the Dave's quarter, the uh, the Wendy's quarter pounder classic is going to cost me more if I get there at twelve o'clock as opposed to at eleven fifteen. I feel like Adam Sandler here in Big Daddy when the uh, they cut the Happy Meal off at ten thirty and Julius uh, Julian can't get the Happy Meal. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't like this at all, and I mean, I'm not, and I'm not a fast food guy, so it's not going to affect me. More but, more people want to more people want to have a Big Mac, not a Big Mac. What are these? What are the, uh, the Wendy's Classic, whatever it is, the classic, the single, the double, um, the triple, the, fr- the frosty. More people want it at noon than they want it at eleven fifteen. Have Have you seen? And, and my my girls get Sonic from time to time before like a dance competition. Have you seen the prices for like your classic meal going through a McDonald's or a Burger King? Like the days of getting the quarter pounder with the large fry and a large soda for six ninety nine or over. These meals are like. Nine dollars, eleven seventy-five. I've seen some of the prices; they are astronomical. It is very expensive. You take your kids through McDonald's drive-through. You remember back in the day with the Happy Meal? We get the toy as a kid. Yeah, sure. I still get it for my son. It's one of the best things of all time. It's yep. pure Americana, right? You now you have two kids. You so a family of four. You're loading up the Honda Pilot Trail Sport from Piazza Honda. You're going to McDonald's. You're going to grab a, a group of four. You're spending thirty eight dollars probably. I hate I hate to tell you guys, but when I get the my son, he gets the four piece chicken nugget, um, the fry like a small fry, a orange, toy, orange soda, and a chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. That's like it's like five bucks. It's not yeah, that, that expensive. The hap- yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the adult meals. Oh, yeah, not that not the kid happy meal. Yeah, no, I don't eat. I don't eat that stuff, so I don't know. No, neither do I, but I've seen the prices. It's absurd. Yeah. Especially some of these like these big triple burgers now, like the, the big bacon classic or uh some of these real fancy chicken sandwiches that they roll out, they give you with the bacon and the onion rings on top of it. You know, you Don, I mean, you have boys. I mean, I I they probably eat like horses to begin with. Mm-hmm. Not exp- it's not cheap anymore. No. Yeah. I, and it's it's so expensive. I'm constantly that's why Seriously, that's why I love What a Crock, because if I didn't have that, I would be at the grocery store like twice a day. Yeah. So, uh, promo code 1210, right, Don? Yes, WPHT. All right, there you go. (laughs) Thank you.
No, if you guys, if we're gonna if we're gonna name drop sponsors, we I might know. as well name drop sponsors. No, but yep. it's, even at the Acme the other day, like everybody knows me. They're like, Dawn, you got to tell those boys to go on a diet. Mm-hmm. But they just they're teenagers, you know. Yeah. Well, I, well, Nick and I were teenagers, and we ate like that too. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, I you know I remember when I was a kid. Uh, not a kid. Well, a, a young adult. I would say between eighteen and twenty-two. Probably when I was in my like community college days. You know, the McDonald's dollar menu. You used to be able to get a double cheeseburger for a buck. Mm-hmm. Me and my boys, we would get like three or you know, we were like you know eating like it was the Last Supper for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, you know, we get three or four double cheeseburgers off the dollar menu and a soda, mm-hmm. and it was you know five twenty-seven with tax. I mean, you know, if you were a college kid in the late nineties or early two thousands. Think about Taco Bell. Like, oh, you, state, you lived off Taco Bell. State College. Uh, one of my friends went up to Penn State, State College, and we used to go up there for Saturdays for uh, college football. And you could get, I think it was like 30, 30 tacos for like yeah. two bucks or something Remember like the that. Crave case from and, White Castle? Yep. We we literally buy three or four cases of thirty tacos yeah. for like eight bucks. Right, it was the greatest. You're all hungover. Yeah, laying mm-hmm. on the couch watching football. <laughs> Take your eight minutes to eat it, and then you'd be on the toilet. It'd be right out of you. <laughs> I look. I you know as far as this surge pricing goes, I get why you guys are upset about it. But I, I don't mean, like it, it. It is. This is. This is what people have to do. This is what places have to do now to survive, honestly. Well, I mean, it is, isn't it also kind of a sign of the economy with Bidenomics right now? I mean, we're already... And that's why I think it's the cumulative effect. I'm not just so necessarily mad at Wendy's or anybody that tries to do this, but I'm already being gouged at the grocery store. 17 to 19% increase in my grocery bill compared to three or four years ago. You know, it's just like, you know, they're nickel and diming us every single way. And yes, I'm a capitalist, but I'm also a consumer. And as you look around, it's like... Man, where's the value at today? Is there any good values anymore, or is everybody just loading up? And then you sit here and you're like, okay, how much of this is because your expenses have gone up, the cost of your products, and how much of it is you using that as an excuse? I mean, I was just chatting with uh, with Bill down the hall from the B Morning Show before the show this morning, and we were talking about the golf industry. The golf industry before the pandemic, if you're a golfer, you know this, uh, a premier box of golf balls, a dozen golf balls like by Titleist, $49.99 for 12 balls. Out of the pandemic, because everybody played golf during the pandemic, it was one of the few things you could do, get outside, golf, you naturally socially distance. They are now $52.99. Now this year in 2024, the same dozen balls is $54.99. Yeah, everything just keeps going well, here, up, and it's it's frustrating as a as a, an average American on a on a budget. Here's the thing too about these uh, these fast food things is that I don't know if you guys use them, but we use them a lot at our house, like the Uber Eats, the DoorDash, and stuff like that. Whenever you're having something delivered to your house, you're automatically paying. Yeah. You know, you could you could get for for two people, it could cost you sixty bucks for for something just to have it delivered to your house. So that's, you're al- yep. you're already paying surge prices if you want that convenience. That's, so that's why I go out and get pickup now. I just get it myself. Or if you have teenagers, you can go, hey, go get the food. Right. Do they do that at least, Dawn? Yeah. I know they don't they you know, do, everything. do, they do, do uh, no. yard work or anything. Or clean their rooms or do whatever else they do. Yeah. By the way, um, we do have to break here in a second. Oh. But, 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 I will say this one more time. What? Pizza is fast food. Well, you can be wrong through the commercial break, too. No, I'm not. Have a blast. Anything that you get conveniently fast is fast food, right? Technically. I don't know, man. You order the grandma's pie? That thing takes about 27 minutes to cook. Exactly. Ain't nothing fast about the grandma's pie.
right, 855-839-1210. <laughs> Morning mystery movie clip in about five minutes. Stalker will be wrong even when we come back. <laughs> Nick, Dawn, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company rolling on here on a Tuesday morning. Primary underway in Michigan for the last two and a half hours. If you believe the polls, and they've been pretty accurate so far throughout primary season, uh, Donald Trump should take care of business in the first swing state. Have they well, been accurate, though? I think for the most part. I mean, they projected Trump. I, I would actually argue South Carolina was the one where they were maybe off by the widest amount. They were projecting you know 25 who, to 30, and he won by, what, 21? You know who's correct, though, in South Carolina? Trafalgar. The Trafalgar group was correct in the... Uh, uh, the, and by the way, that's the uh, that's the polling company uh, that called 2016 right. They were widely off in 2020 and in 2022, mm-hmm. uh, but they got this. I think they got it by like one percentage point. Oh wow! When everybody else was going 30. Okay. For uh, so I I don't know how accurate they are. I think that there's. I mean, most of at least in South Carolina, most of the places were off by 10 percentage points. Yeah, I guess if you yeah if you look at it that way because it was what did they finish sixty one thirty nine and the people were projecting close to thirty, so yeah I mean we'll see one of the polls so far that we saw a couple of days ago in Michigan had Trump by about fifty two points I can't imagine he's going to win by fifty two in Michigan but uh, we shall see nine twenty three it is time on this Tuesday for our morning mystery movie clip. <laughs> And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I haven't heard any music. Uh oh. You know what? Miss Lemons must be on crack, right, kids? Well, uh, well, what's that? Oh, that. Yeah. Mm. We were singing. We were singing. And we were learning. We were learning in sing song. Huh. One of your methods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find that it's really helpful when you're teaching the subjects that are the boring subjects. Huh. You don't mind if I just sit in on your class this afternoon, do you? Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. I would argue that's a pretty easy one today. You should be able to get that, and you will win a pair of tickets to that old Black Magic featuring Keith Spencer on March 23rd at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. For tickets and more info, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Call her 12-855-839-1210. Best of luck to you. Cut sheet part due and our winner coming up in uh, just about 10 minutes' time. Uh, but I do want to wrap it up today with this last story that uh, soccer you found, uh, courtesy of the BBC. You know, you think about Mary Poppins, and you think about some of the timeless, timeless, you know, family classics. Yeah, Mary Poppins, um, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, on down the list. Well, apparently Mary Poppins and the film age rating has been raised over discriminatory language. To my knowledge, Mary Poppins is over 120 years old. I think it was 1912, 1910, somewhere in that ballpark when uh, that film came out. Wait, what? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It would have been been set in 19. 
10 or 1912. Yes, it was It was done in 1960. Yeah, 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 because Dick Van Dyke would have to be really old to be a part of that. Um, so this was set in London in 1910. Obviously, as we know, it follows a magic nanny played, uh, played by Dame Julie, who looks after a family's children with the help of Bert, a uh, chimney sweeper played by Dick Van Dyke. It won a bunch of Oscars in 1965, including Best Actress and Best Song. Uh, But now the British Board of Film Classification said that it classified the film in 1964 in one category and then again for the re-release in 2013. Well, now I I don't know what 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 it originally was rated. I guess it was what? G? G? Yes. There's Mm -hmm. nothing lower than G, right? G P G thirteen. No, G P G P G thirteen. Yeah, G P G P G thirteen R. Is it so N C seventeen is between thirteen and R, correct? N C seventeen is no it's less than rated R. No, it's overrated R. Is it, is it really? Mm-hmm. It is. What would be N C seventeen? Any ideas off the top of your head of what movie? Softcore porn. Oh. Okay. I thought that was like X. Now nope. you're done Googling. I know. <laughs> Duck that going. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm befuddled no one's by the... 17 and under admitted. Yeah. No one understands. So, like, with R, oh. you can be 17 and be, be accompanied by adult and still go. Oh. But NC-17, you can't get in if you're under 17. Okay. All right. Do you like NC-17? Is that why you knew that rating? Uh, Greg, do you like NC-17? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get back to supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> okay. okay. So sidetracked on these. <laughs> it's three. fine. It's the nine o'clock hour. So Mary Poppins is discriminatory language because oh. in in two different scenes, Dick Van Dyke uses the term Hottentots, while Mary Poppins has not a- supposed to say that. You probably just got us thrown off again. <laughs> YouTube, yeah. We're so. I, I'm looking at the uh, the definition of what that would imply, and this is cord- according to the Oxford Reference as well as Wikipedia. The word Hottentot was first recorded in the late 17th century. Are these tater tots? Uh, yes, I like my tot tot, by the way. <laughs> um, was a name applied by white Europeans to um, an indigenous nomadic pastoralist group in South Africa that goes by the name of I'm going to totally butcher this, Koi Koi Hoy Koi Hoy Koi Koi. Sure. Anybody does that ring a bell to anybody? Nope. Are we have any Koi Koi experts out there? Nope. No, I'm sure though they exist on YouTube. They'll let us know about it. Um, so they have now had to reclassify Peter uh, Peter Pan Mary Poppins to PG due to discriminatory language. Why is it that we have to? And I, I, Mary Poppins is PG. That's amazing to me. I don't really care that what label you put on it, as long as you're not editing out certain stuff. Like I hate when they do these remakes or they do these, uh, you know, modernized, not even a reboot, but when they put out the classics in in the new digital technology from a visual standpoint, and they take things out that have withstood the test of time. All because of a few crab apples that want to rewrite history and alter things that have been legendary for so many years. Like, I mean, I, a lot, honest to God, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know the last time I saw Mary Poppins. It was probably 1989 when I was like five or six years old. But whether it's Peter Pan, Mary Poppins, 
Well, there was something I, else we talked about with the Wizard of Oz that was deemed offensive. I thought that they were going to say the the uh, the chimney sweep scene, Dawn, where where they both have the soot, where Mary Poppins. And I think the, that is what they're referring to. Is it? So they're actually referring to the when the chimney sweep, who's a white person, has has soot all over soot their, on face, their face. Yeah, and oh, they're God. calling them basically a a slur for indigenous folks <laughs> in Africa. It's just. So why not just uh, why not just like delete it out? I'm not sure what's with more, audio editing. What's a bigger waste of time? The people that want to like realter these things, or us for talking about it, right? <laughs> if I'm with that company, I'm just like, yo, let's go in, do a little audio edit. You've got the AI stuff, and just insert a different little word. I, I'm not sure. Nobody's going to know who's the creator of Mary Poppins. If 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 that if that family is still alive today that created the movie, or if the actual creator himself, because it's now what thirty five and sixty years old almost since that movie was created. Um, I I would have a major. I would not allow anybody to touch my masterpiece. <clears throat> you what? You would not let? Well, it's Walt Disney. Is it under the Disney umbrella? Mm-hmm. Produced by Disney. No, that explains that explains the entire thing. Then, so Julie Andrews. I mean, why not just use a little AI? I wouldn't even say anything. Nobody. Did you ever hear that word? Nope. I, I mean, how, how many time? times? Yeah, like, no, I, I remember that. I remember hearing no, you that. You do not. I, I absolutely do. You remember them singing that I had word? No, I had no idea what it meant, but yes, the word absolutely. All right. Yeah. I would just. You could just. With audio, with the with the amazing AI stuff that you can do nowadays, they could just edit that. Nobody would have noticed. Yeah, and just put it, just like do a different word. Boom, you're done. Why do you even have to do that though? Uh, I understand your I understand your point. Nobody knew it was there, but like why nobody you- knew it. But still, it's like why not just like uh, just psh. or we just leave it go because it's a movie. Nah. Nobody knows what the word means. I know. I know, but three, if it were, people um, three people are bothered by it, so we got to change. Yeah, it. but if there's an a old movie like that and it has, you know, and it has a connotation, I, I personally, if it was mine, and if I'm, you know, Julie, you know, any of the stars in there, just um, do a little AI magic. Go we'll make G- up another word. Golfer, G- Golfer Jim on the YouTube says, so I'm guessing Blazing Saddles would be X-rated. Oh my gosh, uh, Blazing! I mean, there's no way they can air Blazing Saddles in its original format on any channel. There's no in, in this would, in this day and age. I would agree with that. There's no way they do it. I would agree with that. It's been a while since if 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 it if Blazing Saddles still airs, I would assume it's probably on AMC and it's probably a totally altered version. Can I say something? We showed a couple. This is so funny. You bring up Blazing Saddles. It did not. It it's not fun. It didn't age well. Are you kidding? No, go back and oh, look at that. It. Is oh, okay. You this think, is my challenge. Wait, wait no, 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 no. I'm serious. Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks age with grace. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, it's weird. Monty Python ages well. Dog, like I'm gonna have to fight you. When's the last time you saw Blazing Saddles? I, I mean, no, no, no. In the last, my question. Cu- in the last couple of years, probably. Dawn, you better keep your mouth I, closed. I no, you're. Yeah, this is this, this is, is my a very challenge. controversial take by you. By the way, this, this is my this challenge. This might be the worst you. take you've it's ever had. It's not really that funny. You might be the first person on Kale and Company to be canceled. <laughs> what? Stensland says it's not funny. No. Oh, Blazing that is saddles. Just, oh God. Right. Blazing Saddles is not funny. It didn't. Bo- it did not. It, 
it did not age well. <laughs> Poll question today on YouTube oh or, or on Twitter. We have to we have to have this resolved by tomorrow. Let's let, <laughs> let's let this poll run for twenty four hours. You know what's who had the worst? Stupid? Who had the worst take today? Yeah. Blazing Saddles didn't age well. Dawn or Greg? Pizza is fast food. <laughs> let me tell you something. A lot of bad takes here in the last post-cut sheet. We watch Blazing Saddles with our sons, I don't know, within the month. Yeah. And Larry and I are watching it. I'm not saying I was, my brother loved it, so maybe it's a male thing. I don't know. It I, is a male thing. That's the thing. That's, that, you just hit the nail okay. on the head, Dawn. It is, it is a, it is a male-based movie where they're all sitting around the campfire and they're farting. Like, that is hysterical. But that's my humor. And the two stuff, like, my brother used to love that stuff, so I would laugh along. Like, I thought it was like, okay. But now I look at him like, meh, it's just not. Yeah, you are just, you are just so really wrong. Are, are you also anti-stripes? No, I love stripes. Okay. I love everything I'm, else. All right. But the, you're blazing. I'm you're both fired. You. It is now the Greg Stocker Morning Show. <laughs> both of you leave right now. I can't have, I can't sit in a room with either of you two anymore. We're going to go golf with Bill. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, it'll be Michael Pelka and Mary Walker. <laughs> I'll oh my course. god! Hey, Opelka, saddle up! That's it is right, not. That is not even. A, you guys, that is that is even a not a, a, a controversial take. It's a bad take. This is my challenge. Seriously, it's <laughs> worth it. Okay. Download it, watch it, and be honest. It's not that yeah. funny okay. right now. It's kind of dopey. It's not dopey. It is hysterical. I, no, I will... it's probably one of the best comedies ever made. No, no, it's not true. Oh, I, 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 stop. Am, so, I am so triggered right now. I might actually skip my nap and watch <laughs> Blazing Saddles Thank in you. place of the nap. I'm going to everybody, everybody with uh, for homework. Go home, whatever right. later today, and watch the movie. Please uh, do and. Do watch a little Monty Python. Monty Python ages well. Very funny. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. But whatever with Blazing Saddles is just Dawn, not I, that good. Don, I thought I knew you. You know, uh, I'm going to take it a step further since we probably won't get the official results of the Michigan primary tonight. <laughs> my my big take will be on Blazing Saddles tomorrow. <laughs> oh wait, what, Ooh, whoa, wait, hang on a second. Maybe, hang on. Wait, will he incorporate Blazing Saddles? Hang on, oh, this could be good. Hang on, this is this is even more controversial. Than I like Gale, this, and we are way over, but I don't care. Um, I'm in charge of this radio station. Uh, as long as I can leave in 20 minutes. There, there is a want. poll up right now that says worst take: pizza is fast food by Greg, cancel Blazing Saddles by Dawn. I didn't say cancel. I'm saying not didn't age well. Yeah. Not that funny. It's actually very close. Fifty three percent think Dawn See? is 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 uh, correct, and forty seven percent think I'm. Correct. And I'll continue being the voice of reason on this program. And I'm not saying because of political correctness. <laughs> Dan, I'm not. I'm just saying. Dan says make Dawn stand in the hall for the entire <laughs> show. <laughs> <sighs> so Sid Weiss says married with children isn't funny at all. That's just a wrong. Hey Sid, you're dead to me now. That, that is just a wrong. Oh, you dare say that. But. When is the last time you actually watched an episode of any of these? So, to Sid's point, I haven't watched Married with Children forever, so I couldn't say it. But You know, I haven't watched an episode of Married with Children since I moved back here because the channel that it used to air on, I don't get on my current package. You know, you can buy... D- like yeah. I have every season on DVD. But, but it's I no a streaming... Longer... I think you can stream them on like, Hulu it. or yeah. Yeah. something. Yeah. I'm telling you it's worth it because Larry and I were like, wow, this is just not... It's. Huh. It's hysterical. It's, no, it's mid. Oh, it's totally mid. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Dawn with the mid. I, I just, I, 
Wow. I can't. I can't do the show with you two anymore. I know. We gotta, I can't. I'm leaving. We gotta pay some bills. I'm leaving. We'll come back. We'll uh, squeeze in. I don't know, like a half of a cut, and then uh, <laughs> we'll get on out of here because Dawn's coming up shortly. Well, at scale and company. Dawn, why don't you tell us, even though you're wrong about uh, Blazing Saddles, how right wrong. you are about Kitchen Magic? Yeah, she is right. Because you know, I love. Yeah. My- if you want a little magic, don't watch Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> if you want a little magic. You got to check out Kitchen Magic because my kitchen, it's the heart of my home. And if your kitchen or your bath is a little outdated, you know, maybe like that comedy that you used to love and it's just kind of mid, well, you need Kitchen Magic. They're local, family owned and operated since 1979. They're awesome right here in Pennsylvania. Schedule your free in-home design consultation today and bring your new kitchen or your bath to life, back to life. Kitchen Magic is the full-service remodeler that I trust to quickly, beautifully, and affordably transform your kitchen or your bathroom. Right now, they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing. 12 months, no payments, no interest financing? How good is that? And we got more, 10% off your entire remodel. So just visit kitchenmagic.com. Kitchenmagic.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company. He rode a blazing saddle. <laughs> he wore a shining star. <laughs> His job to offer battle to Batman <laughs> near and far. That sound <laughs> effect you hear is Kale and Company slapping the competition Woo! Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. Yeah. As we welcome everybody back in... Man. Dawn show in about 18 minutes oh, today God. in music history. Who won Twitter today? I'm sure there's a load of comments that were winning worthy for Stalker to pick from in a little bit. All right. Dumb and Dumber, Monty Python, Big Lebowski, all age well. By the way, Groundhog Day, a little creepy. A little creepy. <laughs> You got. You're gonna have. I mean, you're gonna, I know, I'm gonna, you're gonna, gonna have a tough act mad. to follow. I te- you're you're using all your good material now. Save these <laughs> save these electric takes for ten to noon. I'll let you focus on what's coming up in the next two hours. Greg Stalker, let's get to uh, what's on the cut sheet. One clip part two. What's on the cut sheet. I do. Eric Swallow. <laughs> From Mary Poppins to Eric Swallow. <laughs> um. He says that Ukraine's freedom is ultimately America's freedom. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Cut three, Eric Swallow, Bill. Go. Cars are, I mean, the best way to show that that they are on the side of America when it comes to Russia is to back the you-know-what out of Ukraine. I mean, it's like, forget about what they say and do on Fox News. They refuse to back the democracy in the fight against Russia. Republicans are soft on Russia. Uh, They see this as Trump likes Russia, Russia likes Trump, so we have to go with Trump. And that's how they're going to view this uh, all the way through. And it's too bad because if you really took a step back, you would see that Ukraine's freedom ultimately uh, is America's freedom. Uh, that That's the story of history when it comes uh, to Russia and, and brutal, ruthless uh, dictators. But the other piece here, because they love to, you know, thump their chest and say they're tough uh, on China. Well, I don't know. If you're Taiwan and you're watching... You don't feel so Yeah, safe. you're watching the yeah. Republicans walk away from Ukraine. Why would you for a second right. think that they would stand up for you when you're attacked? Let, let- 
They hate the fact that Donald Trump is very pro-peace and anti-war. It's amazing. You know, we talk about those first three years pre-COVID, and Dawn always puts it perfectly, peace and prosperity. They hate the fact that Trump doesn't want to keep funding the never-ending war machine. That's what drives these swamp creatures nuts. That's why one of the reasons why Trump is not welcomed in the swamp, because he doesn't want to keep the military-industrial complex alive and humming financially. Yeah, but Trump would, I mean, for, I don't think any of this would happen in the first place. If Agreed. You know. Agreed. But I, I would Trump say no more funding? I don't think so. I think that he would just say, we got to get this done now. Well, there's got to be an exit strategy yep. also. Like, we're now into year three. I mean, we just eclipsed the two-year anniversary. All right. We'll come back, and uh, that's it for the cut sheet, folks. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Swalwell is soft. Hey, Eric Swalwell, you got a little bit of run on the show today. I'm sorry, but Blazing Saddles preempts you, buddy. It's just the way it works. And by the way, it always will because we care about good radio, not about some agenda. That that is correct. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Just because your job sucks doesn't mean the radio station you listen to has to. Exactly. All right, we'll come back and uh, find out who on Twitter today, what's on tap for the Dawn Show. You're you're always in purple, Greg, on my board. And then we'll get to uh, Almquist's and his uh, Today in Music History. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Rolling on here on a Tuesday morning, the Dawn Show, seven minutes out. As we find out what she has lined up at the top of the hour. Uh, we have a jam-packed show. Let me Good guess. Uh, Dick Van Dyke at 1004? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm going to read the letter that um, the, the letter is online as far as to Donald J. Trump Jr. And give you my take on that letter. It's horrible. And as well, what why the media, bias biomission, uh, bio is not covering this. But we've got Stephen Krakauer, who's coming on. He is uh, Megan Kelly's producer. He's got a new book. you got to hear what he has to say. Author of Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Principles, and Lost the People. So Steve is going to break all that down, and he's a great interview. And then our friend Anthony Hennon, all things Pennsylvania. He'll update us on what's going on. And then remember our voice of the ocean, Cindy Ziff. Um, she, we, we'll talk to her and she, we'll get the update from her. And she's somebody who advocated for against those, you know, wind turbines at the Jersey Shore. So we'll get the update from Okay. City. And you said that was Stephen Krakauer? Yeah. Hunter Biden will have his own Krakauer later today. For those that are tracking on the, <laughs> on the clock. All right. Bad joke. Uh, with that, uh, let's go to uh, Phil Omquist and today in music history. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. February 27th, we celebrate the birthday of Neil Sean of Journey and Adrian Smith of Iron Maiden. One notable single from today is the Who's You Better You Bet, their first single after the death of Keith Moon. Notable albums from today include Every Day by Dave Matthews Band in 2001, The Works by Queen in 84, and Point of Entry by Judas Priest in 81. It was also on this day in 77 that Keith Richards was arrested for heroin possession in Toronto and Janis Joplin's album Pearl hit number one three months after her death. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Alquist. All right, thank you very much, Phil. By the way, uh, I forgot to say this too. If you're watching right now on YouTube, and I know we're we're out of here in 30 seconds, but if you're watching right now on YouTube, please hit the like button because I want to make sure that today's show gets back up in people's 
algorithm. So mm-hmm. we're at like 221 likes, which is great. Uh, but if you're watching right now, please hit the like button because something happened with today's show and it wasn't showing up in people's feeds. So okay. we, we want to change that. Very good. Let's wrap it up with who won Twitter today. Who won Twitter? Jane Coffey wins Twitter. She says, everyone does need to watch Blazing Saddles. Homemade pizza and pizzas served at restaurants are not considered fast food. Mass-produced frozen pizzas can definitely be categorized as fast foods. Okay. So there, there you, you have it. That's it. She cleared it. She cleared it up. She's wrong. She's wrong on at least one of those. <laughs> Everybody does need to watch Blazing Saddles. All right. Everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see if the Michigan results come in tonight. The Dawn Show is up next. We're back tomorrow morning at 6. And as the binder would say, I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.